This episode of Limit Break Radio is made possible by our generous Patreon donors, including Cabo Fullmine of Lamia, Milo Targaryen of Ferry, Mars Angel of Belmong. Thank you so much for your support. If you want to support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. And also by Sleepy Married Child Daycare Center. Here at Sleepy Married, your baby's needs are our number one priority so you can once again enjoy your life of carefree luxury. Feel at ease knowing your precious child is having the time of its life. Swinging in a giant, multi-baby swing holds 15 babies. After a quick six hours of constant swinging, it's mealtime. Baby is sure to enjoy a hearty three-course meal of frozen tater tots, followed by frozen chicken nuggets, and completed with a big bowl of frozen marshmallows, topped with molten chocolate syrup. Uh-oh, did little baby have a tinkle? Luckily, we have our Tinkle Be Gone high-pressure fire hose to rinse the play area and baby off in no time. All these features and more at Sleepy Married Child Daycare Center, because a married never forgets a baby in their trunk. Shit, totally forgot about him. And Mika. Oh my god. LimitBreakRadio.com Five, four, three, two, one! Welcome to Limit Break Radio. Episode 148. 148? No, 149. 149. 149. Just shy of 150. God, God. We've done that many episodes of this show? That's Just crazy. Like, no, so that's many a lie. more. I, dude, like before we. It up we're going to blink. Numbers. We're going to blink and, and be at episode 200. We want to kill ourselves? Isn't that crazy, though? Like, it just it, it just feels like we had episode 100 yesterday. Really? I don't remember episode I don't, 100. I mean, I don't remember a whole lot about it either, <laughs> but it just, it feels like we just had that. Welcome we to Limit Break Radio. planning for 200? Is that what we should do? Oh, How do we top the last one? Uh, it's still a year away. We're fine. Yeah, I, I, see, I, I mean, like that's 50, true. 50 we weeks. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. You think this show? <laughs> We're not going to last that long. You think this show's going to going to last another year? If it God. does, we should get we Xavier Woods to do episode two hundred for us. <laughs> that would be awesome. He's not going to be playing this game either. Anyway, welcome to Limit Break Radio. Appreciate having you along. Let's kick it on over to our Eorzean Studios. If you want to join us, you can feel free to do so. If you're still subscribed to this game. Which I feel like only maybe half of our cast is anymore. <laughs> uh, you can do that by joining us on the Sergeant Tannis server. That's, of course, in the Goblet Fifth Ward plot number 30. Stop by, say hi, wave at the camera. Do whatever this person is doing. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, drugs? I don't know what's happening. I mean, would weird. you not? Uh, it, it's... Hmm. Anyway, uh, so and, and of course, uh, feel free to give us a call. Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715. <laughs> 
please call there us. There you go. Please call us. Then. Why are we not? It's, it's, uh, it's open. Is it? Are, are the alerts showing up? Yeah, showing up. Really? Yeah. I didn't hear anything. Yeah, there's no audio coming I heard in from it. them. I don't. I didn't hear the echo, but hasn't it been gone for well, a while? No. 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 Huh. No, not at all. Yeah, that's, I, I definitely did not hear it on my side. Yeah. Close, close, close all of Chrome and reopen everything. All of Chrome? I guess, yeah. Oh I don't know what God. else to tell you to do. Oh I mean, the uh, uh, the David Hater video audio came through just fine. Uh, yeah, so I think... Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe, you, okay, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do some digging. I think I friend. solved it. Okay, you I think, think so? I solved it. Yeah. Are right, we gonna need someone to donate <laughs> so, <laughs> don't, we can, so we can troubleshoot this? Donate so you can prove me correct. Or wrong. No, oh, definitely shit. not wrong. People have got the, the stupid ass glow sticks in the <laughs> oh studio. My this is so dumb. They're fun. I got them. Shock! Oh, Boo! Feel I'll be bad. I'm done with this fate. <laughs> You're fired! Why are you know. doing fates? I was doing fates before. Why uh, in the in the downtime to level my last three jobs that I have to get to seventy? That, that why are you doing fates? Why are you doing any of that? Why are you continuing to level jobs to seventy? Have you because not learned? Because it's the only more. thing that, you know that? that I have left to do in this <laughs> game before. I well, okay, but what play. do you do when you're done leveling jobs? I try to get people to do the. Ring. Do you remember? Do you remember? <laughs> Do you remember Do you when remember? Matt's cap meant something in 11, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. having, oh my goodness, the battery for controller Uh-oh. one no. is low. <laughs> battery, could they see that? They can. <laughs> That's absolutely going over the well, air. No, that her battery is low. Calling you on your battery bullshit. <laughs> Shit. Uh, anyway, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Stupid thing. Um, but uh, what was I talking about? Uh, Matt's cap? Oh, yeah. How it used to mean something. Yeah, right. Uh, I had a Matt's cap. Okay, well, I kn- we know yes, you were that Nika. big of a loser, Nika. I Clearly, was, you I still like are. Jobs. That's one of the few things I like to do. But there's literally nothing in 14 that has that kind of like status. Boobs, 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 boobs. Thank I you. fixed it. What was the problem? Uh, when I mute tabs, apparently now it mutes all of like that website and the Streamlabs uh, website, like the oh, like the control hub. Apparently, that also mutes the. I'm gonna the fucking green hurt you. It's not my Whoa. fault. I'm gonna fucking hurt it's you. It's not my fault. Yes, it is your fault. How it's is- exactly your fault, idiot. No, <laughs> it's somewhere in there. Yeah, I know. I'm sure uh, it is. You didn't put it on your drop board, did you? No, of course not. That uh, was real aggressive, you know. <laughs> Do we have to have a what were they called? Interventions. No, it was... An HR meeting? Grievances? No. <laughs> what was last week? Airing of grievances. No, no, Festivus. No. Fe- yeah. The festive. airing of grievances. Oh, yeah, that's the one. Airing of grievances. <laughs> ah. Boobs. 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 <laughs> Boobs. Oh, that's too good. No, 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 because here, here's the thing. During Festivus, remember I had told Nero that he's been making a, a concerted effort to not be a miserable piece of shit that drags everyone else down with him and and that I'm I'm happy for it. So when he is mean like that, that that's part of his normal character and he knows that. See? Well, so. see that that was the problem is you like you said that and now he's aware of it so he's now he's going to try to av- purposely avoid that. I don't know if he's going to. Are you idiots done? Yeah. yeah. See, I don't think he's going to avoid that. God damn. Anyway, it. the point was that this updated Chrome mutes everything of that website and the one I was using previously only muted that one tab. So you had muted the Streamlabs tab. Yeah. For all the sound that it doesn't make. Well, just in case. 
It's your fault. <laughs> just in case. I so, fucking hate I, I you. Mute, I mute every single tab just in case. Like when we do like the news on FEC or, uh, or LBR, like I mute, like when I want to open up uh, an article, I click that and then I quickly mute that tab just in case there's a sound. Leave Juxta alone. Yeah. And boobs. Leave, <laughs> leave Juxta alone. Fuck you. We're going to make fun of him. Thank you for the money. And boobs. Hey, Juxta, why don't you hit OK twice? Okay. <laughs> Just get rid no, of no, no. <laughs> did you learn your lesson on that I, I one? I did. Did you? I did. Did you? Yes, but I'm still not going to go through all the effort of coloring them. Just Why? To, just in case. It's, is it news time yet? No, not yet. No. Fuck off. Try again. Thank you for the money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, seriously, though, I, it's it's your responsibility to to learn the new equipment. Yeah, isn't but now there, I'm scared of it. Isn't isn't there a way like you make you color code it, save it elsewhere, so in case you do ever accidentally no, erase all it, had, oh, all he has to do is just save it once. That's all he ever has to do is just save it once. What if I save like each palette like three times just in case I overwrite one of them? That's I, I that's wouldn't. actually a really good idea. I wouldn't do that if I were <laughs> why. <laughs> Why are you so dumb? Uh, I don't know why anymore. You know, you can create multiple palettes, too. I'm sure. What, are you going to yeah. be afraid of doing that? In I'm, case? I'm sure that'll be fine. No, creating something is easy. Overwriting something is scary. Yeah, that's how we got a baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't overwrite anything. No, you created it. Oh, yeah, that was. Oh, yeah, it was easy. <laughs> uh, wow. Didn't need to know that. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, uh, before we get into the news here, uh, remember that we are supported over at Patreon.com slash Limit Break Radio. If you want to help continue uh, to support Limit Break Radio, help Limit Break Radio to continue on into the future, uh, at least for as long as we can be bothered to continue longing into this game. Yep, the uh, Nero Nariko created postcard is going to be going out probably tomorrow. Very so, cool. Uh, sorry, y'all missed out on that. It's probably the coolest postcard so far. Yeah, no it's it's pretty awesome. I, I it, legit, it is uh, it is pretty great. And uh, if you want the Kalo one, it's coming out next. So make sure you head on over to Patreon and make donate. Sure you unsub and then resub twenty dollars. When's the Juxta I've, one coming out? I've already seen the preview of the Kalo one. It's exactly what you expect. Oh, and it's, it's awesome. So bad. Yeah, it's pretty. No, there's boobs in it. But tastefully, <laughs> you don't have to Gay! worry about your neighbors who are really Christian getting it. Unless they think ill of furries, because there's technically Makote in it. Okay, all right, this is... Anyway. I, every, to be mm. fair, everyone should think ill of furries. I mean, they should. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I, th- so. I think Nika might be next. Cool. To be shamed? No, after after the Kala one, I think is Nika. Oh my gosh! Then you. Why? Okay, it's fine. Because you want it no, that bad. Fine. That's you're, what. No, you're last. Yeah. What? And no. Yeah. yeah. The Kuki Escalia one goes before you. There you go. That doesn't even make sense. Yep. They're not on the show. Yep. Wait, Kuki. Yeah, Kuki helps with every. What episode. do we want? Unfair. When do we want it? Change. Thank you, Juxta Fan Club. I appreciate that. It's a really weird drop to have a right? sign. Like I'm just saying, it's not that weird. It is. It's probably it's probably actually labeled as my weird. fan club. It's labeled as find a way to use this. <laughs> Check that off the bucket list. All right. That's not the that is not supposed to be the point of that palette. That palette is supposed to be the ones that you use most often. Yeah, I use that. No, you have never used that once. I just used it. 
<laughs> once. <laughs> once. That's the only time you've ever used it. Is that it. now a staple of your drop repertoire? When I was putting the, when I was putting, because to be fair, I had put the first page together that he had annihilated. <laughs> when I had put that together for him, uh, I was very confused why that was one of the drops that you wanted on there. It's like, I don't know how he's going to use this, but. But I used it. Now it's a staple. It is not a staple. That's not what a staple is. A staple means that you use it all the time. Your most commonly used stuff. A staple is something used to attach papers to each other. Oh my god, a staple is what I'm going to drive through your fucking forehead <laughs> if you don't shut the fuck up. Aim for his eyeball. You're so aggressive. Unbelievable. I like that, Danny. <laughs> oh. uh, anyway, patreon.com slash limit break radio is uh, you know, how you can support the show. Um, make sure that it continues on if that's a thing that you want. Um. Yeah, I guess let's uh, check out what's going on in the news. This is a limit-breaking news update. So a few players found a pretty interesting bug that let, that let slip through the old Quali Assurance branch. It seems that if you were to hand key or macro in the level one limit break from Squadron's Unger Max with at least one bar Max. in the limit break gauge, it would work in any content. Now this was pretty incredible because it also buffs party damage by 50%. However, Yoshi and the team found out about it and quickly patched it. But now they seem to be looking into reports that the exploit was actually reported over six months ago. What? Yeah. Six months ago? Well, that's that's what was translated, yeah. really knew about it on a big level, so they were like, oh, what the hell? What, what do you I mean? Know, Hang on. What do you mean Chris nobody knew about it on a big level? No, because none of us. Okay. Nobody all, posted. I on just heard about it like last week. Yeah. Like I think somebody found it, reported it, but didn't spread it to the community. I guess so. They're probably like, yeah, we can just let it slide. Yeah, but I mean, like, it, hasn't hasn't community sources done this before, where they found an exploit and then they shut down all conversation about the exploit? I mean, yeah. yeah. Didn't that happen when they when people could use the um, Pomanders for Pals of the Dead and other content like PvP and stuff? I recall something like that. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like, isn't this isn't this isn't the community somewhat responsible for this? Like being in the game for like six months, but not being spread very wide. Like, whoa, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna blame Square Enix because no, they probably wanted to keep it secretly so they could beat the rate exactly. content with. See, yeah, uh, exactly. see, okay. Yeah. Here, here's the question: then. If you find a major game-breaking bug, obviously someone reported it. If there were reports that it, that it got filed six months ago, okay. It's then once it's been reported once on Square Enix, yeah. unless you think that the players should then start spreading it outside of the game to bring more attention to it. Yeah, it's it's sort of like it's like one of those things that it's like, like if you if you shut down any conversation about it, then yeah, like that thing can can go undetected for like six months. And that happened in eleven. Somebody had just mentioned that in the chat that it happened in eleven with uh, sandworm duping. So yeah, there were sand there were sandworm dupes. So I remember the salvage dupes because like there were sandworm duping. I did yes, a lot of egg duping and exploits and you know salvage duping and I, I've never heard I of sandworm. I didn't do any of that duping. actually. I remember the sandworm duping, and I actually specifically remember the reason that it wasn't so widespread is because yeah, people were specifically trying to keep it quiet in order to use more of it. Wasn't it that if you drop yeah. party just before it died, everyone got drops from it basically? I don't know, that that's that's that, irritating. That sounds like salvage. That's irritating to me. No, that was something else. 
salvage was you dropped your alliance and everyone in the, each party got their stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You can only go into Sandworm with, I think, a single party, but it was a it was a similar thing. Oh, I think well, it was yeah. an alliance. As long as you were formed up, you'd get pulled into Sandworm. But but it was a very similar thing. So so the question is then, though, the, yeah, if this has been there for, for six months, is it possible... That people have used it for stuff, and we just don't even know about it. Maybe this yeah, is absolutely. maybe this well, yeah, is the reason the spaces were able to world first. <laughs> I don't know about that. Phenomenon. I don't know. I don't, know. don't accuse them. That's that's a big accusation. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. I would say that there probably are some community sources that might have been complicit in keeping this quiet. I don't. I I wouldn't know which ones because I'm I'm just simply not plugged into conversations like well, that. Well, didn't like Square Enix like have like something like I feel like this happened once before where like there was an exploit, but like Square Enix didn't want anyone to know about it, so they were like, "Hey, don't tell anyone about this." Maybe this happened in Final Fantasy XI, where it was like some kind of like uh like selling items to a vendor for more than like what you bought at price, and Square Enix didn't want anyone to know about it, so they shut down all communication about it. But then I feel like if you do that, then you need to bust your ass to fix it. I feel like it, it would be quicker to just fix something than try to be like, all right, let's shut everything down until we get it fixed. Like, just get it fixed. Yeah, I feel like this is just all on Square Enix's fault. Yeah, because they, they fixed this one up pretty quick from the Ult- time that I heard about it and tried to do it myself just to see. It was Ultimately, fixed. yeah, it's on Square Enix. Yeah. So. I don't know why this didn't get fixed for six months. It, allegedly. They're looking into the claim that it was reported six months ago. Yeah. Reported where and by whom? Yeah, how can to we, whom? like, how do we know that that's, who's this, telling this, us this, it was reported six months ago? This was a, uh, a translated, a fan translation from, from uh, a Yoshi post in, in Japanese. So just okay. alleg- so Yoshi would allegedly, actually post, we've known about this for six months. No, I don't no, no, feel no. like he would be that no, obvious. No, allegedly, I think what he's saying is, is that someone's claiming that this was reported six months ago. He's and saying he's gonna fire whoever it ignored it. Is must not have reached me or my team, so we're gonna look into it and find out and, and that if someone. it was why it didn't get to where it was. And okay. Then fired their person. Yeah, no, they. Though. But yeah. uh, no, no talks of possible, uh, as far as I saw, bans or uh, uh, temp bans for potentially using it in any way. Maybe that's because it doesn't really matter because everything is worthless in this game. But. Yeah, um, yeah. <clears throat> We finally got. The, out. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They're gonna put a. They're gonna put out the next patch, and nothing's gonna. None anyway, of that gear yeah, is yeah, gonna yeah. matter anyway. So we finally got a hard confirmation date on when we'll get to get our hands on the Forbidden Land of Eureka Animos. Along with it, we're also gonna get more Hildebrad. Uh, March thirteenth, though, is when we'll get to plunder the depths of Eureka and, I guess, uh, do more Hildebrad. <sighs> Kotaku even actually did a small article about it. So. Uh, <laughs> Basically saying all the same things that we've said prior to it, so don't yeah, worry, we're, yeah, we're, we're ahead yeah, of Kotaku. Um, what do you guys, uh, you guys, you guys still excited? Yeah, I'm coming! I'm coming! I mean, March 13th is actually fairly close. Like, that's... Yeah, and I'll have off Nine days. Nine days, days away. Yeah, so we have one more episode. Actually, next episode, we might have patch three notes? patch notes? Yeah, we might. Possibly? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then the uh, week after that, we'll have uh, Eureka Disappointments. <laughs> That's possible. I mean, that's distinctly fucking possible. You know what? I, I really don't want it to go that way, though. Are are you guys are you guys going to be committed to actually giving it a try? Oh, you know yeah. what? Okay, I, I absolutely will. I'm yes. going to try to get that Tuesday off, and I'm actually going to try streaming this new content just so I can have my pure, unadulterated opinion first look on stream and for everyone I'll to. I'll with you. Yeah, I'll be home. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, we're full. Party's full. <laughs> 
Juxta and Aniro. Because, Aniro, you're excited for it. You're hoping that they're going to turn turn this around. Yeah. Uh, Juxta, you are expecting more disappointment and trash. Are either of you willing to make this interesting? I'd be up for it. Well, I mean, what do we... Yeah, let's t- start talking with yeah. your words before I say well, any other words. <laughs> I mean, you guys, I think it would be on you guys to, to, to help come up with the terms... Of like said bet. Yeah, yeah. Whether or not it ends up being good or disappointing. See, that's... The, that's I, that's no, so uh, subjective. Uh, 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 hey, hey, hey. I don't make bets on my hopes. <laughs> <laughs> I, play, yeah. I make bets... I make bets based on information. Yeah. Based on information, track record, and, and, and fucking standing history... I'd be on the other side of this. I'd be going, yeah, no, this is going to suck. My hope and my op- <laughs> what little optimism I have left for this game enough has been placed on. on Eureka. I'm not willing to put fucking money or my body on the line. What if? What about my body? Hold on. Do a shot off no! my body. No, no, I got no! it. I got it. You still got that can of beefaroni? No, that's botulism. That's <laughs> you'd be asking you're you're asking me to ingest a chemical weapon at Or that or him, if it's good, he'll have to ingest it. Fuck off, no. I tried, guys. No. I, I tried to poison somebody. Oh, what, what can Jesus I do? Jesus Christ. Why would you do that? No, I'm not doing that. I'm not I'm not eating fucking old okay. beefaroni. All right. Chris, you want some beefaroni? <laughs> Not for anything. Dude, you, you just want to eat some beefaroni. Is it frozen? <laughs> Why would you want it frozen? I, I mean, it can't hurt the taste. It can only improve on beefaroni. I, I guess I can go put it in the freezer. It's a beefaroni pop at that point. Mm-hmm. That is, that <laughs> is so disgusting. Oh, my God. Ugh. All right. Moving on. Guys, remember a few episodes back when we talked about Valetione's Day and the contest Square Enix was running? You know, they wanted I'm everyone. Sorry, I thought it was garbage. It was. They wanted everyone to write a love letter to their favorite NPC from their character's perspective. I never entered. I'm sorry. Aw, oh, Nika. I know. I wanted to. Well, the winners have been announced. My, you're thirsty. <laughs> the winners have been announced. Okay. Woohoo. But I think we should wait till the end of this show to read some of them. What? Some of the entries? Oh, yeah. Do we really some want to? Some of the winners. To? Why oh, would... Guys, because, well, obviously we're going to give them the old LBR flair. That's a thing? Yeah, I don't yeah, know what that thing. is. We're, we're, just, we're just letting you sit on that. Yeah, I don't know what that is. It's where we completely demolish stuff and make fun of it. I mean, the very top one that I clicked on is uh, an ode to Garuda. Yeah, someone wrote a love letter to Garuda. Uh-huh. That person is a furry. <laughs> <laughs> She's a bird. Someone also wrote one to Yasail, so, you know, that person's into, <gasps> you know, sit back and crack open a cold one. Necrophilia. Oh. Yeah. What? Well, she was so alive, weird. obviously. Well, she's dead now, though. Well, it's his penis, and he can do whatever he wants with it. Um, all can right. make a harch and fart dick in the hole joke? Oh, what? I, mean, I, f- I don't think I feel so. Like- oh, 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 fuck the hole? <laughs> Fuck the hole in my fuck, chest. Fuck the chest, yeah. Yeah, yeah. fuck the I'm, chest. I'm sure it has to. How have we missed I, out on that? No, I that does be, seem like a, a missed opportunity. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. We had to have made that joke yeah. at some point, I right? I don't think so. I don't, I, I mean, I've never made it. I, I feel like I would have been the one to make it. Chad, have you guys, well, you, we also don't, didn't remember from FEC when we almost made Nika quit, so. <laughs> Apparently that was like the first week. On the yeah. first episode. Weeks. So I don't know. I, don't I like know. it. Uh, someone been? in chat, uh, El, uh, Elto Rookie saying, oh God, I can't read these. 
They're that's okay. Rhyming. It's cute. That's okay. We'll read them for you. But mm-hmm. that's going to come up uh, a little bit later on in yep. the show. Yep. And uh, in, instead, what we're going to talk about here is some interesting developments at Square Enix properly. There was a big announcement. The actual that, uh, company. The actual company itself. Yes. Overall, not just our little pond that is FF14. Uh, now, uh, this was revealed uh, at least where we saw it was originally through Dual Shockers. But Square Enix announced that they're going to be making some changes to their executive team. Now, just to give you guys a little background on exactly what their executive team is. It was a system that they had introduced back in 2015, uh, a system based on executive officers. Okay, and before we go any further, I have to point this out in the chat, or that, not in the chat, but on the stream, like, I fucking hate these stupid-ass glow sticks. That's all I can see on the stream They're now the is best. people using these stupid-ass fucking... We're raising. You don't want the LBR house no, to be like, it's the hottest stupid. spot in town. That's, that's no. stupid. It's, it's, it's retarded. It's a rave up in here. Jump. They're jump, all doing the jump, same jump, emote. Jump, jump. Fine, I'll do a different one. You know, at the beginning of the show, we we voiced our contempt for the glow sticks. Why didn't you chime in then? I did. So why are you now interrupting me to chime in more? Because now people are doing it and it's affecting me personally. How is it affecting you personally? Because I have to watch it on the stream. Then turn the stream off. No. What do you mean his character's not here? I don't see it. (laughs) Why isn't your character here? What do you think? Why is it not here? I don't think it's been here for the last couple weeks. His sublapse one week. Yeah. And, he and then the never, second week, and never then the third week, and now today. <laughs> I'll pay money when they give me content. March 13th. March 13th. You're streaming, apparently. I'll, I'll pay on the 12th. How about that? Yeah. So anyway. This- now they're doing like air, like airship flight controls. Okay. okay. There's the docking. We got a dock it right there. Keep going forward. There you go. There you go. This is no. great content. Thanks, Yoshi P. Man, I'm so glad everyone no, this, has this access to this stupid one. fucking shit. Man, I love this game. If this, this game was me. actually fine, I'd be all over this shit. But because I don't like the game, it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no bias there, it's is there? Jaxta. How is that even remotely biased? I said it's not. How is it biased? It's not. Oh. Slash target. Well, good. Okay. Can uh, I continue? Uh, right? Can I continue with the story now? You're going to shut up? I'm probably going <laughs> to hit a drop on you before you start Talk talking. Juxta. Hashtag mute juxta. Oh, mute juxta. The stream just called for it. Don't need Juxta money. fan club. Why would you do that to me? <laughs> <laughs> they stabbed so. you in the back. A2 juxta fan club. A2 <laughs> club A. Again, this God damn it, you piece of shit Stop The executive uh, officers board was introduced back in 2015 In order to Promptly respond to changes In the business environment I'm actually quoting here Aiming to build a structure to strengthen management Execution And enable flexible decision making Does that mean they have to like contort themselves When they're like making like executive decisions I, I I mean, that's kind of hot. Let's consider the number of let's let's just consider some of the decisions that have been made since 2015. (laughs) 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 I don't even have to list anything. I don't even have to list. Motherfucker. Do you understand how much of a punchline this shit is? When I don't even have to explain the litany of dumb shit that has happened out of Square Enix since just 2015 alone. There was the car. There was the ungodly priced bottle of wine. There was Final Fantasy 15 and 
everything associated with it. Final Fantasy VII Remake coming in episodic parts? Uh, yeah. Suppose, allegedly. Uh, putting the Chrono Trigger, the mobile version of it on Steam. Uh, mobile version of FF9 on Steam? Uh, do we, I mean, like, do we even need to continue? Like, there's just been bad decision after bad decision in just 2015 to 2017 alone. Wasn't 2015 the year that Record Keeper came out? No. Uh, double check for me. No, I'll just double check, check for me. Uh, uh, all right, so let's talk about some of these. It may uh, have been. Yeah, let's let's talk about a some lot of, these. of the mobile versions have come out in yeah. that time. Okay, uh, no, it came out in t- 2014. In 2014, we got it in 2015. Then, and we got it in 2015. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That was a good game ish. <laughs> it was better than 15. I mean, granted. All right, thank it was still you. Still very predatory, though. I fell. Just to that. <laughs> the yeah. Sims crossover in 15 oh, alone. I'm going to throw up again. He's crying. <laughs> what is that? Nika? Nika, explain this. I feel like what? I need to hold you accountable for this. <laughs> <laughs> this is all your fault. The Sims crossover. The Sims crossover in FF15. I haven't played The Sims since like forever ago. So would you want, I mean, do you want to dress Noctis in a... Fucking I don't think suit? from the pictures it doesn't look like Noctis. It looks like the Comrades expansion. But either way, it the only you only get this if you buy FS15 through Origin. Oh. Don't forget to enjoy our tasty <laughs> snack cakes. Visit your local vending machine now. I mean, now I'm hungry. Thanks, Mrs. Fresh. Um, but I don't know anyone who buys games through Origin. Um, but I think you have to buy game buy the game through Origin and also own The Sims 4. What? That's even that's worse. how you get it. Are yes. you sure? I that's what I read. So I don't think that's accurate. How do you buy Final well, Fantasy like 15 getting, through Origin? Um, the Half-Life outfit is only available I think if you buy it on Steam. 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 Yeah, so buying it on Origin. Oh my god. This is that the, makes sense. But nobody buys it on Origin. Like anybody who uses Origin uses it because the games that you buy physically force you to download it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think anyone buys games on Origin, so we probably will not see this costume in the game. Which will okay, tell them see, we don't want it. If Final Fantasy XV was a good game and it was online and I liked it and people could Comrades watch me online. be as a stupid asshole Sims character, that's the only reason I would ever buy this. But just so you could watch your chat get really angry, just at so you? people could get mad at me. Okay. Yes, <laughs> but since none of that will ever happen, like can you? Can you? I I dare you no. to download Origin <laughs> and buy. The Sims and Final Fantasy 15. How dare you mute our Lord and save your Lord, Mister Position? Thank you, Frumpy Frumpy <laughs> Raccoon. <laughs> How dare you? Thank you, Frumpy Rac Frumpy Raccoon. Frumpy. That's a great name. You, you guys want to hear some of these promotions? Huh? I thought oh, you were done. Oh no! Oh, the people I, getting promoted to the board of executives. I, th- oh. I thought you were talking about cross promotions yeah, for a I'm second. Like, I'm like, there's more. There's more. How did I miss these? What did I miss? But but honestly, hang on. But uh, before we we figure out who's been placed where, like I'm not sure that that decision by committee is necessarily the best way well, to make decisions. Not to mention, they, the, the, the reason that this was put in was so that they could make these decisions promptly and respond to changes in business environment. And I feel like the decisions they've been making have been pretty shitty. Pretty shitty ones. You're not doing a very good job of it. Well, maybe that's why they promoted more people because their team sucked. <clears throat> okay. That's generally not. I mean, if your team sucks, you generally fire them. All right. Well, yeah, and then you hire, hire new, new people. people. Uh, except the people that are leaving are actually retiring. 
Although so could, they say. Okay, fine. Let's let's assume Nika forced retirement. Let's see if these people being put up at the top now, based on their recent works, if we believe that they're going to have a positive impact on the company. All right. So the first one, Yoshinori Katase, who is in charge of the Final Fantasy VII remake and Mobius Final Fantasy producer. Oh, the guy that's been like on vacation. He's getting more responsibilities. Even though he's working on a game that has no foreseeable release date, and I think we all agree is a pretty massive it's, undertaking. A lot of people itself. like Mobius, though, from what I've seen of it. Like, it seems to be solid. I, I have no way to even. I've never countered it, that because it's never. I've never even bothered to look at it. Yeah, like, it I think just I, seemed like a terrible like record keeper alternate it, it's basically more complicated record keeper i think i played it for a day and when i realized it was just record keeper again and they want money for random rewards i'm like i'm getting out of this shit now according to uh Al- Al- alto alto in the chat uh you can just turn on an audio for Watch it, yeah. mobius well, <laughs> what's the fucking point you don't have to play Mobius. You can just watch it. I don't really want to. They also uh, gave a promotion to Yosuke Saito, who is the Dragon Quest series and producer for Nier Automata. That actually cool. may okay. be an okay choice. Okay, I was going to say, I don't think that I've ever heard anything negative out of the Dragon Quest series. They, they, they do pretty well, right? Yeah. And obviously, Nier did fantastic. Um, Shinji Hashimoto, Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts brand manager. What does the brand manager do? It's a good, a good question. <laughs> Manages the brand, I would assume. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Approves the I don't know uh, what, Mrs. Freshly's marketing production. Oh. Yeah, I, I would, I would think that you know, like that's the thing. I don't, I, I, it, the responsibilities of titles like brand manager vary so vastly. Yes, from do. one organization to another they might not have anything to do with the actual game itself right yeah that may that you're right juxta that may be someone more associated with the like couple thousand dollar bottle of wine or you know what i mean like i don't know i don't know what kind of decisions that they would oversee getting like a weird cgi animation thing put on a building at nighttime right Maybe. For the anniversary, I guess. Yeah, and uh, there are obviously there are a bunch of other ones in here that, that we've skipped over just because it doesn't say anything. About I, I looked what, up what, what else they are. They do. If you want oh, me to read them? Off. Have you? Oh, do yeah, do yeah, any of do any of the other names besides the last one that I've underlined there uh, have any relevant titles? Well, sort or? of. Michihiro Sasaki is um, an executive managing officer of corporate planning at Square Enix. Uh, see, I feel like him being on an executive board probably makes a type of sense. Yeah. And, He's yeah. just getting promoted um, to do more stuff of what he already does, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That seems Hiro great. Hiro Kazu Nishikado is the executive officer for World of Final Fantasy and corporate executives for Lightning Returns and Final Fantasy Fourteen. Get out. Whatever corporate executive. Okay, I was gonna say it doesn't seem like he probably has anything else to do so far. <laughs> so okay. um Yu Miyake is a composer and sound engineer, originally for Bandai Namco and worked on Katamari Damacy's soundtracks. Really? Oh, okay. And also Tekken soundtracks. Interesting. Oh, we should fire him. But, <laughs> uh, but but like everything that they're credited here for Ridge Racer, Katamari Dynasty, none of this stuff is in a lot of Tekken games and Katamari. None of this stuff is um, Square Enix games. Right. So right. I guess he's recently maybe transferred over. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And then we have Kazuharu Watanabe, who is the chief financial officer for Square Enix. 
Okay. So the okay. CFO. Okay. That makes sense. Makes yeah. sense too. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, the final one on the list here is Naoki Yoshida, producer and director of Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> Which I think, for, uh, you know, kind of forces the question and, and some of the discussion, like, does him serving on this board uh, impact his ability to continue to create FF14? Or is he going to have to delegate some of those responsibilities out? Because well, I think... Wasn't it I, at, like, FanFest or something where he already said that he, as the producer and director, already takes on so many roles because he doesn't trust anyone else to do it? Like, yeah. He kept saying, I'm the producer and director for that reason, because I don't know who else I would give this role to. And now he's also on this board. Exactly. To me, that seems like Yoshi doesn't know how to say no. Yes. <laughs> and, and wow. <laughs> Nika oh, getting fierce. I, I, do, I mean, he, well, he but I do think that he's that he he's taken on too much. He doesn't to do shit, so he's going to do it. Yeah. You know, like, and I feel like he's going to he's taking on way too much. So, I, I mean, I do think that there is. A fairly practical question at the heart of this is that does Yoshi P continue to serve as producer director for FF14 or does he start to move on to other projects now that we're three expansions deep? Uh, oh, God, that are you asking from like what we would prefer? What makes the most sense? What is likely to happen? Yes. Uh, all of those. <laughs> OK. All of the above. Because here's the thing is that. You know, like, I think that him serving an additional position on on something like an executive committee seems like a lot of responsibility from mm-hmm. the outside. I mean, obviously, we have no real way to know, but and there's all, who knows, all it might require of him is just to vote on shit. And if that's true, maybe. I mean, he's probably fine. Maybe. But if he has to do any more than that, I feel like it's going to be also keep in mind, though, this isn't just like, you know. The executive board for like a branch of of Square Enix, you know, this is for the entire company now. So whether or not he does is just being called to vote on something every now and then Square Enix is a big company. There's a lot of stuff going on there, dude. I I, I mean, for a while, I, I was given some additional responsibilities at work that would force me into some meetings. And I was like, yeah, no big deal. I'll be able to do it. It was like maybe three to five hours more every week that I had and I ended up I, I couldn't do it I feel like every other message I get from my girlfriend when she's at work is why am I in this meeting I don't have to be here yeah wasted that, time there's that too yeah yeah I, you know and and so you know when FF11 started to really change the most from where it had started right like I think through all of uh, Treasures of Odd Ergon the core of Final Fantasy XI stayed pretty much the same. Where it got first disrupted was in Abyssia, where you had that climb between 75 and 99. Mm -hmm. That was, I think, the most disrupting part of FF11, and that happened after Hiromichi Tanaka had departed the project to focus on FF14. So would somebody else coming in to helm FF14 bring some fresh perspective to the project wouldn't hurt it i don't know it might it might how i i i how could they hurt it more than they already have because sometimes the devil that you know is better than the devil that you don't okay all right so what would be worse having final fantasy 14 continue down the uninspired path that it is mediocrity or Trying something new and failing. It depends on the perspective you're looking at. If you're looking at it from our perspective, 
we're already on our way out. So even if they try something new and it sucks, we lose no dog in that fight. And they and the but game, the game itself is does still have people paying and playing and enjoying it. And if they try something different that pushes people away instead of just bleeds them out slowly. Yeah. Sounds like Yoshi is the juxta of Square Enix. He takes on all of the responsibilities with none of the praise. Hashtag praise juxta. What the Thank fuck are you, you talking about? <laughs> Man, you are, you are very... You're lucky you're, you're giving you're us smart. money, Frumpy Raccoon. Yeah. Thank you. Man, um, that dollar. But, but, extremely gay vibe. From Square Enix's perspective, yes, a new face could potentially be worse than what they have now. I think even a new direction is I mean that's I think that's part of the reason that Square Enix is so reluctant to go in a new direction with FF14 is because they've listen they've already got one big loss on that ledger. Yeah. It's called 1.0 and that did try to do some new things and it did try to push the game in a different direction than what we have now. Yes, what we have now is predictable and it is very safe. But it also works. It works to some degree. Everyone it works to enough degree that this game is so profitable now that they have asked him to actually be on this board. Like if he hadn't yeah. come and turned that game around, he would not be on that board right now. That I, I and and we can't discount that. Even though this may not be exactly the game that we want all the time, it does do well enough to not have to take some of the economic routes that other MMOs have had to take even though they may slowly be pushing that way. I don't want them to, but obviously it seems like it, it, it is going more and more that direction. So, you know, I think that it's a valid question to ask. And then if he does end up stepping down, what, it, you know, what happens then? That, I think that may be an even scarier question. Because again, the, sometimes the devil that you know is better than the devil that you don't. Sometimes, not I mean, always, though. No, I think you're right. Because I mean, one of two things happens: either they don't change what's already there, or or they do. Them trying to drastically change what's already there, whether it is to fix perceived problems, whether it's to cater to other people or not, runs a big risk that all those who are currently playing it straight up don't like what you're pivoting to and leave in mass. If you try to keep it the same, whether or not you think you're being true to the original vision or you're doing the same thing that Yoshi was doing, you still run the chance of little by little ruining it, whether that's, you know, from cutting out content here and there or again. Hashtag LBR for XIV director. I would not. No, no, not none sure of it. No, no, I could do that. You don't want that. I could do that. No, no. fuck off. Uh, I would be, point I would be point is, it. though, even if someone came in and didn't want to, quote unquote, change it, it could still end up changing drastically from what it is that Yoshi P is doing with it now. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I, I think anyone coming in, you know, is going to have a disrupting effect on yes. on well, the game yeah. itself. But is that disrupt? Is that disruption needed? Right. Like there's always a kind of painful time when you have a changing of the guard where, you know, you've got to kind of get used to the new the new rule, the new master. Mm -hmm. Right. But and that that can sometimes be painful and chaotic. But, you know, like it's it's happened before plenty of games that are ongoing persistent worlds have done it. 
is it time for FF14 to get a new director? I mean, I think that that's a valid question. If you want to give us a call, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. Let's go to our phones, talk to Duke Burden of Cactar. What's up, Duke? Hey, what's going on, guys? Can you hear me okay? Yeah. What's up? Awesome. So I just wanted to go over a subject that has been gone over a ton of times on LBR. Oh, good. But I wanted to give you my perspective on how boring this game is. Okay. So uh, I've been playing 14. Let's see. I started at 2.0. I quit at 3.1. And my girlfriend and I decided we wanted to resub. uh, Let's see, back in December. So we had a two-year break from 3.1 to 4.1. And basically, after three months, we are dead fucking bored again yeah Mm. and it's just unfortunate that the thing that kept me more busy than thornblood was trying to collect all the mounts and triple triad cards from (laughs) heaven's word Mm. so but how could you be bored because they just added glow sticks with the event (laughs) yeah did you get your glow sticks why aren't you raving Come join uh, us in, in on our studio and rave with us. I don't have an answer to that. <laughs> uh, so, let's see. When I played 11, I played for six years, and I was basically addicted. I did Sky, Sea, all the Land Kings, and I quit before Abyssia because I was... I, I understood that the game was too much for me to handle. You were overwhelmed. <laughs> Exactly. There was so much to do. Anytime that I was not online, I literally had anxiety feeling like I'm missing out. Yes. That item's going to spawn. I'm not going to get my shit or someone else is going to bid on something. And and, and the thing is, is that I, I, I mean, is it impossible to build a world that can sustain both of those things. Yeah, there needs to be a happy medium. Right? Like, I, I, 11 was, was very overwhelming, and I don't think we need to go back to the no, level. No, like Where you're literally you anxiety-ridden because you're not on. Whoa! But. Hold on. So you're saying you don't want this game to be like FF11? No, I thought we all I, wanted it to be 11. I want it to be Jeez. a little bit more like 11, so but not completely 11. See, I, I I do think that there's got to be a way to kind of to 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 find as you guys were saying that happy medium, and the thing is is that you know like reward structure plays into this. It, it's it, it's it, when we talk about reward structure, I think people think that we get very hung up on this, but the risk reward factor is something that is inherent to all games, right? It's at the core of every game, not just video games, but every game that you play, whether it's a board game or any kind of game that has rules, there's a risk reward mechanic in there. And if you don't have that figured out, then it's impossible to properly incentivize participation in any type of content. And so, right. so Square Enix, the, the two biggest problems that I think that we've identified with FF14 is the repetition of content and the reward structure. And, and it feels like they could find a happy medium if they applied a bit more traditional game structure to FF14 and 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 got rid of the idea that the game is supposed to be a constant treadmill. Yeah, I can completely agree with that. Uh, 
when I was when I started in 2.0, um, I cleared the the coils of Bahamut while they were relevant, and you know it was fun because it was the you know it was 2.0. It was the game had just got relaunched. It was a, a rehashing of 1.0 <laughs> and all that. And the, as soon as 3.1 hit, I had this sick feeling like holy shit, everything is literally the same. It's going to be the exact same shit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like every odd number patch is a catch up. Every even number patch is the eye level increase. And I was completely just disheartened and I quit. I decided to just say, fuck it. I'm, I'm out. And I, you was- know, I think part of the problem, especially in those initial patches and expansions, is that Square Enix lags behind on the new content that they promise, right? Like, Diadem didn't end up coming out till what, 3.2? Um, was, that, was it? Was it 3.2 or 3.1? Because it got delayed. It was supposed to be there at, it was at like launch. it 3.3. That late? Because you, <sighs> you had Diadem 2.0, 2. You know what I mean? Like, you had, since you had Diadem 2 in there as well, I feel like... There was some time in between that. And then you also had Palace of the Dead. Those were the two new features that we had gotten in Heavensward was Palace of the Dead and Diadem. And you didn't get them right out of the gate. You're right. I was wrong. 3.1. Okay. 3.1. Right. So you didn't get them right out of the gate uh, at the expansion. So anyone who's been playing up till now, like they get the new expansion and you're just like, oh, there's new areas. There's some new enemies. Okay. There's a new job. All right. There's a couple I, I, new I jobs. I fight a dinosaur. Yeah. But like, you know what I mean? Like to actually experience a different type of gameplay took an entire fucking patch. Yeah. And then when we got it, we didn't like it. DNM was lost. fucking terrible. So it took actually until what? when did Palace of the it Dead? Says- Palace of the Dead. It took until Palace of the Dead for an, a, a piece of content introduced inside of Heaven's Word was accepted by the fucking community. 3.35. Jesus. Right, yeah. And then it took them until 3.5 to take down Diadem and relaunch it in 3.55B. <laughs> so like that many, pat- that many patches went by, like four patches before they're like, oh, this sucks. Before they took it down and tried to, tried again. Oh my God. That, yeah, that, you know, that isn't that sucks. isn't that kind of unacceptable like for an MMO right like for an MMO you want the the expansion that you know you just put out you would want that to contain something new wouldn't new you and exciting yeah not so, just new to hopefully carry forward as well yeah i mean cuz anyone who had been playing previously you're right, dude. You got this kind of sinking feeling like, oh, this is exactly the same shit. There's nothing yeah, I guess in here. It just kind of blew my mind that two years had gone by and I ate that content in three months. What the fuck? Yeah. Well, because once everyone's kind of caught up and and keeping up on it, then the catch-up patches make no fucking sense. They make sense for newer players. I feel like there should be like two catch-up patches like every expansion. Not every other patch is a catch-up cycle. I agree with that. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I think that there needs to be a more more of a gap. Mm-hmm. No, I think the the last patch before an expansion should be catch-up. The yeah. rest of them, yeah. No way. The, the end of the expansion should be your catch-up, preparing you for the next expansion. That way, anyone who comes to play, they actually get to play the full expansion, not just the last fucking patch. I think I, I agree with that. I think I've started to first realize that this shit was 
really starting to go downhill when they ease the requirements for steps of faith. That, that was kind of when it started, wasn't it? Yeah, that blew my fucking mind. That, like that, that was the big reckoning because how, how, it was off of the aftermath of that that we started hearing of the rumors that we would be getting the jump the, potion. No, 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 the story mode. The story mode. Story mode. Yeah. Story, yeah. story mode first. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it, again, it's not. This isn't just easing of requirements. This is just like straight up giving people fucking fast forward buttons. Hand holding. Yeah. How long yeah, was Steps of Faith out? Steps of Faith out before they nerfed it? It and in like, <clears throat> like a week? Not no, 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 no. It was a little longer no, than no, that. Longer. Are you sure? It was. It, month, I want to say maybe either to that point five patch or till the next patch. But it was somewhere. It was. It, it was Let's not see. because it was long that enough. Long it was long enough that that a bunch of people had obviously cleared it. But it was long enough for for them to notice the pattern of as people who have cleared it are getting it, they're completely disbanding because they don't even want to deal with it. Yeah. No, I I think that that's that that's probably an apt observation that because it was they were trying to alleviate people getting thrown in there. What was it on a roulette and disbanding? I don't. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, they were getting thrown in there for the trial roulette and then just mm, leaving. Yep. Yeah. It, w- it was nerfed in two point five seven. So I mean, I think that two point five seven that was a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably yeah. just specifically for that one nerf. Yeah. Yeah, because it says it came out in two point five. So how long was oh, it? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Two point five seven. Probably. I mean, evil hippie said three weeks in the chat. I mean, maybe it may have been that short. But that's that's really where I started to to notice it, because the easier way to solve that problem would have been to take it out of the roulette. Which not I, nerf the not nerf the fucking. But the, th- but Which the I think, thing is, is that no, people were having a hard time finding people to do it because it was hard. And so taking it out of the roulette would make those people never clear it. That's true. That's why they put it in the roulette in the first place. But I, I or put it in main scenario. Yeah, there's there's a lot more that should be in main scenario than are. Yeah, why Especially, not why not put also, it in main scenario? I know I bitched about this before, but the currently the only things in main scenario are eight man dungeons, and you realize since those two, we've never had an eight man dungeon again. Mm-hmm. And well, that, and that's an eight, really fun. That's an eight man encounter. Throw it in fucking main. That's how they could have solved this. That's why how they. That's legitimately how they could have solved this. Although no, because see, they were forward thinking because they knew that nobody would do main scenario after this latest patch where they force cutscenes. So no, they knew they couldn't use it because nobody goes in main scenario anymore. No, oh, see, they're, for fuck's they're forward sake. thinking. That far ahead, two expansions later. Yes, Nico. Also, <laughs> two point five five came out March thirty first. Two point five seven came out May twelfth. Okay. So there was a little bit it of It was time. like a week, or excuse me, a month and a week. Yeah. So like five Something weeks-ish. Like yeah. Well, it came out at 2.5, not 2.55. So. Steps of Faith. Was it 2.55 or 2.5? No, 2.5. Well, because was... there were two, they, they had uh, split the, the end story in half for Heaven's Word. Yeah, I'm looking at the Steps of Faith on Console Games Wiki, and it says 2.5 is when it dropped. Okay. Okay. All right, I'll believe you. Then and 2.55 was... was just the story where everybody died and then didn't actually die. <laughs> And then two point five seven, they nerfed it. Okay, yeah. and that was January twentieth. Was two point five. So there was like an entire. It was like, it was like five like, months. It was a long time. That, that, a long time. Is, that doesn't feel like it was that long. Yeah. It really doesn't. 
That 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 was Salted Earth was the episode, and people still refer to that episode as like when they started. Like like that is like a, I feel like a defining point before Salted the, Earth and after. Salted yeah, yeah. In, in the Limit Break mythos, like Salted Earth is where so many people have their, Salted their Earth Flashpoint. Well, but the and the, but the thing is though is that you know that's where we had started talking about get good. Really like, drew a it, line in the sand, right? Like and that and and really that should have been Square Enix's line in the sand because okay yeah people were having. Like people weren't queuing for it, but it's because it was tedious and long. You know what I mean? It, it's mm-hmm. the what it asked of you as a player was actually not that fucking much. Not at all. Not that fucking much. So the the notion, and again, like, dude, if people, if if you were having problems getting people to queue for it, like all that w- w- would have required was like a patch or two, so that people started increasing their eye level beyond it, and then it would have just been like it is Space now. It's, yes, it would. It, like you you queue in if you get in uh, get queued into Steps of Faith now. You know what I mean? It takes like five steps and the thing is dead. You can you can kill it without using any of the the mechanics and if you do you kill it by like the second gate or whatever. Yeah. So what it asked of the players was not all that much. And what we had been saying by get good was like listen, if this is the bare minimum that Square Enix expects of you, quit going to the fucking forums and complaining about it. Oh, well, and you're how can you sit there with a 1900 DPS on your tank and say that? Because Square Enix has clearly signaled that they don't give a shit about testing their community. They don't really care. They will acquiesce to the weakest of their community if they bitch enough. So what? why would we not be the weakest of the community? Why, why, what incentive do we have? Why test yourself against a system that doesn't reward you for testing yourself? Well, you just want to prove that you have a big dick? I can just look inside my drawers. I don't need to I don't need a video game to tell me that I, I to, to validate my fucking existence. I, I don't need to try that hard at anything. There's only one thing that I care about that much. Oh, I care about you too. In this world, and that's broadcasting. That's making radio. That's making fucking shows. I like broadcasting. That's what I care about being good at. Right. And you are, by the way. But if that was the but again, this is this was MSQ content. If the expectation is from the developer, you have to be this good in order to advance. Quit fucking bitching and just fucking do it. That was our whole point. Now that Square Enix has basically said, yeah, there's no purpose in improving your skill at this game because clearly nothing means anything. Then why bother? Why fucking bother? Anyway, Duke, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, if you want to give us a call, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. If there was a reason to get good in FF14, I would. Yeah. <laughs> if the MSQ God, was, hurts. was something like it was in Final Fantasy XI, where you had like COPs and, and it, airship fights, it was a reward. Something that I made you so trio hard. feel hard. Yes, and it made you feel like a scrub if you hadn't done it. The yeah. COP was There's so hard. There is nothing. Out. There's quantifiably nothing in this game that can make me feel like a fucking scrub. Um, guys, what about Savage Raiding in Ultimate Bahamut? Nope. 
No. Well, why no. doesn't that count? Why are you discounting that? Because it hasn't mattered. It hasn't mattered ever since 3.0 hit. You want something to challenge you. That's challenging. Chal- challenge without being rewarded is just fucking... The reward... Just putting your dick in a vice. The reward is doing... Just it. shove your dick in that vice <laughs> even more. H- have I missed any of these shitty-ass arguments that I can do in the weird voice? Mm. I, I think I got them all, didn't I? I, I think so. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. says if, if a 14 had COP-type content, people would slit their wrists. <laughs> Fine. Good. Let them. We need a good purging. <laughs> Especially because, like, people complain when things are too easy and they complain when they're too hard. Like, there's no... This community is never happy. It's ridiculous. Okay, but here's the thing. Every community has both those aspects to it. So, I think, ultimately, this does fall back on Square Enix. They should have drawn a line. And actually, they did. They did actually draw a line after... Uh, um, Heaven's Ward, when, when, you know, they had made the the super easy... uh, Alex stuff, right? They're like, look, we, you guys wanted it easier, you made it easier, you didn't want it easier. So going into Stormblood, what you get is what you're getting, and we're not changing anything. So they drew a line, but at that point it was too late. Yeah. You can't draw a line after you make the concession. Yeah. 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 I, I and, agree. And, and you continue to concede. Yeah. It's fair. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Words say one thing, but actions say, you know, like... Actions speak louder than the words. Right. And And, I mean... You know, Square Enix denied the jump potion right up until they and announced g- it. Gave it out. Did, yeah. did the jump potion. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. am I fucking crazy here? Or because I feel like with the amount of heat that sometimes I get either through YouTube comments or Twitter comments that it's like, I'm like, sometimes I, I, I sit back and I go, okay, wait a minute. Am I being a little bit too hard on Square Enix here? No. And then they lie to our faces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then I go, oh, yeah, no, I definitely no. Yeah. 100% no, 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 no. I just, I, no. All right. So, so let me ask you guys, what is the, what is the future of 14 look like if nobody takes over Yoshi's spot? If he doesn't pass the reins off to anyone. Oh, he's got it. If, he, if he continues to be oh, the can, producer okay. and director of FF14 while also fulfilling new obligations on this executive board. Does it have an effect? Hmm. Does it have to have an effect? I, I I think that we'd take another content hit probably at the <laughs> at the next expansion. What else do they cut? <laughs> Single dungeon. Single one dungeon per one, patch. One dungeon. But also patches can- take two months longer to develop. That's uh, that's the other thing that they could do is they no. could slow down content releases. Yeah, because they did that for FF eleven. Mm-hmm. Oh God! Post TOAU, it was so long. See, it was. If, if this executive committee ends up being something that requires a big chunk of time, I can't see him staying on as both producer and director. I see him staying on as one of them. Like he might stay the producer, but I do not think he will stay director. Hmm. He, like there's no way he would have to Here's pass the, at least. I, I mean, one I of think those l- roles I guess some else. of the other people they're putting on the board, though, the guy who's 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 in charge of a one of their successful mobile franchises and is in charge of arguably, except maybe Kingdom Hearts, depending on, on how you look at it, the biggest project that they've most ever had to project. date and most anticipated. Yeah. And they're putting him on it. Maybe being on this board doesn't come with any added extra responsibilities for all we know. 
Hmm. Maybe it's just a title. Yeah. It maybe. might just be like, hey, we're going to put, and then, you know, they have the near automata person as long as well as some of the other people that are already like execs anyway. Like it might just kind of be a, hey, we're going to put all of the people on this board that have done something really well for our company in the last three years, five years, and like stick them on there just because. I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of strange when you see like FS7 remake near automata Final Fantasy 14. Those I mean, they are obviously picking people from all over the company so that they have a wide range of opinions and, and, and you know, people to talk to and ask these two. But I guess it I, I don't see a bunch of people just either a getting a chain like letter being like, all right, guys, let's vote on this. But I don't like if they're, if they're being called into me, it, it's like it's one way or the other. And why would they come up with this big fancy system if it's literally means nothing? I don't know. Uh, corporations are weird, though. They are. You know, like, uh, there's... They're fucking stupid. Yeah. Let's go back to our phone lines and talk to Castrell Angora of Sergeant Tannis. What's up, Castrell? Hello. How's it going today? Uh, pretty good. What's happening? Um, I, uh... First, uh, first thing I want to say is, um... I think the last time I called in to you guys was the reveal of Stormblood. Wow. Episode we did. Okay. Right on. Go. And... I totally called Doma being a dungeon then. <laughs> you, you totally called Doma. what? Doma's not a dungeon. Doma, Doma Castle's a dungeon. Oh. oh but Doma has a lot of regions. A... Yeah, but I mean, uh, I was like, yeah, broken city of Doma, but I was wrong about the broken part, but well, we broke it. So. I mean, I mean, it got broken in the end. <laughs> I'll give it to you. Yeah, no, yeah, you. I'll cry. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, that. yeah, yeah, for sure. So what's up, man? But more to point. Um, I this kind of. I've been playing a lot of like World of Warcraft lately, and uh, one of I don't the things blame I have you. right now, <laughs> one of the things I have right now are the new allied races, and um, to do it, you have to grind rep. Like you're you're busy doing daily quests, doing all this other stuff to do whatever. A lot of people complained because this is content locked behind content that you have to pre-order the expansion to get. Okay. Wait, wait, so so hold hold on. They're they're complaining about the fact that they have to buy a new expansion to get the content? If you pre-order the expansion, you can make an allied race character, but to make an allied race character, you have to be exalted with that race. That's fair. <laughs> it's That's not. Yeah. All right, so Now, however, what do you mean it's not fair? When uh, when the fans complained about it, do you know what a uh, Blizzard's response was? Get good. Fucking nothing. They didn't bother to respond because it's pointless to respond. Nice. They didn't. They didn't do anything to it. They just went. It's what we did. So sorry. All right. All right. So so juxta. Why isn't that fair? Okay. So yeah. To in order to unlock one of the uh, allied races, you have to do a whole bunch of rep grinding, and it takes like thirty days or something ridiculous. So I was hyped for a battle for Azeroth, and I pre-ordered it so I could you know start grinding the rep and unlock one of the races and i couldn't even like i lost interest in it before i even like got to max level to start grinding for the alliance uh one of the uh uh the nightfallen or the void elves or something yeah see see that 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 for me is the only thing that's keeping me on the cusp from getting back into wow is that initial grind to what is current level yeah like now i will say this I grinded out. My, I got my void elf, and uh, do you know the weird thing is, is uh, getting the getting the carrot at the end of the stick, getting that little reward for it. Oh, it feels good. You know, 
35, 40, I'm still tickled to death because I got a thing that I work for. Dude, yeah, no, no, no. I, and and that's, that's the thing is that I, you know, like I fucking hate rep grinding just in concept. Like yeah. I've always fucking hated mm-hmm. it. I agree. Yeah. But I do think that there is something to that where at the end of of a long line of tasks that you feel accomplished, right? And I don't know that I've ever had that sense of accomplishment out of 14 because no one gets to revel in the shit for that long. I'll tell you when I felt it when we first got the very first relic after yep. clearing Titan hard for the very first time. Damn. And then and but yeah. but 6 weeks later when everyone had that shit you were like, "Oh, well." Yeah, no, no. I, I think about the time that that we were doing that they had introduced the books that you had to do like all the variant tasks, that's when I started to feel like, "Oh, this actually is isn't isn't the atma cool. the atma grind killed me oh, oh the atma was the atma grind too. was brutal yeah. but the thing is though is that like i i mean i did feel at least a little bit of a sense of accomplishment with the relic but there was so little to do elsewhere in the world that when everyone had it didn't feel that special anymore didn't feel like that much of a compli- of an accomplishment it didn't feel unique so I think that was my my biggest problem with the 2.0 relic, and then I never even did a 3.0 relic. I'm like still somewhere halfway through with the aether sand and shit. Yeah, too. I think I got past the aether sand. I'm at the point where we had like charge, basically the lights phase, whatever that was. I, and 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 the thing is, is that I I don't know what the factors that you have to balance are to be able to keep that in balance. I just don't. I'm not I'm not I don't know enough about game design to really You just know that there's a problem. Yes, because I feel it as a player, right? Like I and I think that that just sentiment, you know, uh especially because it's it, it multiple people have expressed it, not just in this room, but you know, also Castrell and other callers have have expressed it as well that yeah that the rewards never really feel like a reward or an accomplishment and i think that that's 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 definitely a problem it just feels like something you're doing for the sake of doing kind of yeah you want to play the game but but i think like, part, part of it part of it is that there are people who can't do it Right. Oh, or there absolutely. are people who lapse on doing it and then you can kind of like lord that over them. Speaking like it sounds like a sh- like honestly, it sounds like a shitty thing to, no, to no, admit. It, it absolutely is. Dude, this is a big part of MMOs. This is a big part of the social stratum and the psychology that goes into MMOs and the carrot and the stick. Philosophy. It's, it's the glory gear. Speaking to to our callers' exact same mentality. I think my biggest accomplishment in MMOs was when I got the insane title in World of Warcraft pre nerf. <laughs> that was the most ridiculous piece of shit that I ever had to do. And and yeah, <laughs> and so so when people saw like the insane title on you, plus it, it went really well with my shadow priest aesthetic. Like people were just like, "Holy shit, you have no fucking life!" And I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> I remember flying around with another wing drake. In fact, everybody else was I, like, I, I even got the Shendralar reputation, which isn't even in the fucking game anymore. But but here's the thing. Is someone able to go and pay 35 cents to get the insane title now? You know what I mean? Like, is it have those 
Have those uh, challenges been eased, or is it still a pain in the dick to get? It is still a pain, not as much of a pain, but it is definitely still there. See, and that's got to be part of it, too, is where it remains a pain in the dick. A lot of of the things that are exclusive in FF14 just wind up in the cash shop at some point. You know what I mean? Or or they get, you know, the requirements become so eased that you can, you know... Like I like I never I never did uh, Odin grinding for any of the Odin gear, right? I did, but you can solo that shit now. You can, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you know what I mean, like and and you can solo Odin. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Quite super, easily, actually. super easy yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, like, I I have to say that, that that I think that maybe that's probably the the. Biggest, you know, because in a certain sense, it is a strength. We, we've always applauded Final Fantasy XIV and Yoshi P for being so open and so communicative with his with his player base. And and I do respect Blizzard for when you have all these, you know, we wants and whiners, regardless of what side that they're on, to be able to just ignore them. And they do respond to some people, too. But I feel like Yoshi has put himself in such a position now because he he responds so much because he's so open that if he ever decided I have nothing to say about that issue he can't just not say anything and i think our player base has shown that if you don't respond or if you don't really i think given to their demands they're just going to keep coming at you over and over and over and over and over again until something happens i i i, I mean you know still playing with uh, yeah i mean you know there are there are definitely uh, no one's saying that that there's not enough people to, con- you know, for FF14 to continue to su- sustain itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 it's just it's been a slow bleed, and getting veterans back has has also been a- abnormally difficult for for an MMO of this caliber. Um, you know, and and I think that at some point. I don't know if it's 5.0 or beyond 5.0 that there's got to be a serious change. Like there's got to be, you know, like a ground up change that happens in 14. But I mean, I don't know exactly what that is. But to your point, rewards are going to have a big part to do with that. No, no point. Let's okay, see. All right. Let's see what your eco holds. I guess. I guess. Yeah. Fingers crossed. We'll see. I, I, I told my buddy I'd play it again when Eureka came out. After that, I'm I haven't touched Stormblood very much. So. Well, you've <laughs> you've only got nine days, so you might as well fire that sub back up. Anyway, yeah, I've, already, I've already logged in. So. Awesome. All right. Well, Kistrell, thanks for the call. We appreciate hearing from you. If you want to call us, Limit Break Radio on Skype eight one zero five one five eight seven one five limitbreakradio.com slash discord. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, so I, I, you know, would would Yoshi P moving on from FF14 be the worst thing for FF14? I I don't think so. And and the reason why is if they bring somebody new in and and he's told don't rock the boat, just keep it sailing as it is. I feel like that shouldn't be too hard, right? They're already, as you said, we, we see that there's a slow bleed. Already, so you bring somebody new in, even if he fucks something up and just tries to keep it on course. I don't know that the drop off would be any more noticeable than it is now. And if he manages to somehow steadily improve the game, then everybody wins, right? Right. But I also feel like in most games, the producer and director are not the same person. 
So that either, is also true. So if Yoshi steps down completely, we'd probably end up getting two people or he's Yoshi stays on as one with another person as a pair of fresh eyes as the other role. And I think that honestly would probably be the best situation starting out with. So that way Yoshi still has a say in what happens, but not full control because then there's somebody else on kind of a level playing field with him. I mean, I, I do, I do feel like that. Option. I do feel like, and I, and they may have said this somewhere that, you know, Square Enix and the FF14 development team has had a concept that they've been sticking to all the way through 5.0, at least in, in like a story sense, right? Like, I, I do feel that Yoshi P probably does have an idea of where this story is going and all of these different pieces that are in motion, where that is supposed to culminate. And I do think that it's supposed to culminate somewhere in Garlemald. And I think that that's supposed to happen through 5.0. So I think maybe the more likely exit point is after 5.0. That was going to be actually one of the points that, the, that I wanted to mention earlier was I don't think he's going to be stepping away because of the way that, yes, he's talked about his role in the game so far and going up through 5.0. Yeah. But then at that point, because he's, he's always talked about it as like... You know, when he was given the project, the way that he uh, uh, fixed and wrapped things up was through 5.0. They're, they're very much still telling 1.0 story. So 5.0 would actually be the point where he would finally be able to do something, I think, that's all his own, right? Make an original. Or, or start to do original stuff. And if that at that point, hands it off. I mean, I guess I could kind of see it. Like, he, he did his job, which was save FF14. And, and now that it's put sort of uh, uh, everything that has to do with 1.0 in the past, hand the reins off to someone new. I mean, I think I, I do think, listen, man, if they were able to reconfigure enough of the assets in FF11 to give it a second life beyond because no one thought FF11 was going to last much longer than Wings of the Goddess. No, yeah, no one. When Seekers of when Seekers of Eldolin got announced, everyone was fucking floored. Jaw drop. Did a heel turn. What? Like it was. All of us did that. That's for sure. It 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 was mind blowing because you're going like, how much fucking space do they have on the (laughs) PS2? Like, there's no way. Mm -hmm. There's no way. So I don't think Eldolin got released for PS2. It did. I think it did. It did. I think it yeah, did. Pretty yeah. sure. I thought they had dropped. They PS2 ended. No, they no. ended. They ended PS2 support much more recently than you would oh. think. Huh. Okay. Because they, I they, I ended, th- they dropped. I thought they ended PS2 support long before they ended Xbox support, right? No. no they ended. Time? They ended console support at the same time. Because I know that I had Seekers of Evelyn for Xbox, for sure, hundred percent for sure. Our team's on it, figuring it out. Yeah, I'm looking. Go, Juxta. I'm Alto looking. in the chat says it had a special PS2 release as a limited edition. Yeah, I'm I'm 99% sure that it did come out on PS2. Dude, <laughs> it must have fucking taxed that hardware so bad. Oh, All my right. God. So, 11 ended service for PS2 and Xbox 360 in March 2016. Boom! Sheesh. Get, Boom, Nika. That's what you get for being a woman. Okay, I, I, <laughs> I believe you. I'm not... Um, only? I no, I don't. I don't <laughs> think that's true. But anyway, I, like if they were able to get an, another entire expansion out of eleven, you don't think that they would be able to reorder or or fix up 
ff14 and change the scope see, of what to be we're fair, doing ff11 probably cost like five dollars to keep alive at that point so i think they to had develop for it? Like, come on me? to keep no, it to, like, on to, yeah but no, not to develop for but like to keep it running i think that the development costs in general were much lower for 11 than 14s right now just like to keep the servers up and all that kind of stuff and then the considering the fact that their subscription costs had stayed the same while their development costs overall have went down i think they were probably making more money in terms of like what they needed to turn out for an expansion than 14 is but 14. we're talking we're, but we're talking about like technical limitations if if ff14 I mean, sure 11 is running on a hamster on a wheel it, it, that's my point though is that at at the time like with wings of the goddess everyone was like jesus there's no way that this thing can even continue and then they like found new ways and reordered assets and they just found new ways to be able to present content you don't think that they could honestly do that with FF14 if they wanted to. I'm like sure they, they could. They honestly they could. Mm-hmm. There's enough assets. They're motivated to. The the system is malleable enough that they could if they wanted to. But they don't want to. No, they don't. Would it have to be a cataclysm style like reset? No, they don't have to blow up the world again. <laughs> I mean, they already <laughs> they did that once, right? I know they did it but once, I mean, but, but that's because like it was a new game. engine. Calamities come in cycles. Like there's been so many of them already. That's like, also another true. One, another I mean, one's going to happen eventually. I would like to see. Actually, what would be even better is if we, because because all right, we we failed. We didn't prevent a calamity. Okay, whatever. The world's still around. I would like to see a straight up fucking fail. The Asians win, and our world is consumed by darkness or whatever, and we have to escape to a new one. Wipe it all clean. Yeah, and then it would be kind of, of cool. Like content. every third no. expansion, there was a calamity and because the next changed. expansion, See, we're getting rid of all that content anyway. See, actually, Nika, I think that would be cool to actually, instead of being warped through to the other side of a calamity like we were the first time, I think it would be cool. It would be much cooler to play through it. Yeah, like every third and, expansion is the next calamity, and, and we just yeah. play through it, and then everything's destroyed. Then by the next expansion is the beginning of the game past the calamity. Well, I and think I think. That I think would be it would be cool to see the world change in real time that drastically would also be cool mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i yes. don't know i don't know how much work that is to to you know to like fuck up a zone calamity style but i mean like how cool would it be actually if doma or rather authored got their first calamity or i don't know like that's the thing is that the calamity is a u- uniquely Eorzean thing that happens to the Eorzean <laughs> continent. At least it seems like it Fuck. seems to be focused. Why does there? anybody live on Eorzea? It's a terrible place to be. Well, like, like I have to, but I have to wonder. The lore book talk about calamities that happen worldwide. Though, I was say, they, all yeah. Just, yeah, they but just they, might no, not they, refer but they start, to them. No, but they start in Eorzea. It's all seeming. They all seem to originate from some bullshit that Eorzeans are doing. So you know whether all it's. Right, I, I guess it's the whether same it's, thing that yeah. always happens in DC. How they always like the amount of times that celestial or cosmic beings have came to Earth and they're like, you guys keep fucking shit up so we're just going to remove the earth from the equation i mean it makes sense. similar to that it could be it could be that a couple of the calamities that we don't have as much information about might have happened or originated in in authored or that's so, possible or somewhere else that's yeah. possible right yeah or Mer- maricidia is that another one that's i feel like yeah. that's one yeah yeah uh area the garlean area right so you know like 
we don't know everything that there is to know about each one of the calamities, but we know enough about the more recent ones to know that most of them have been originating in Eorzea and may have had an impact somewhere else. But imagine if it originated over in Doma and then you go back to Eorzea to see a fucked up Eorzea. Like, that would be kind of cool, right? I, I would be kind of into that. Yeah, me too. Oh, so basically we're just doing Final Fantasy Calamity. It's Calamity, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Would that not work, though? It worked pretty well. It would be new enough to keep us all interested, and I don't think if we're living through a Calamity, hopefully, that all of the raids could just be circle arena bosses. Like, they'd have to get a little bit more creative as we're fighting through a literal, like, flood and shit going down. Like, they would not just be able to give us a circle arena. If they were to take anything from World of Warcraft, that would not be a bad lesson to do. I mean that I, I how else how else do you drastically change the scope of where your content goes? Wait, do you think there's got to be over- harder to take assets that are already there and completely or not completely redesign them, but redesign them in a way that like hey, there's been a calamity or to have to make something completely new from the ground up. Uh, you should ask Konami that question because I'm pretty sure that's what Metal Gear Survive is and um I mean Kojima was responsible for making all of the underpinnings for that, so I think it's probably easier with pre-made assets to edit it. Ask, I mean, ask any of the Steam Greenlight games. Like, they, okay, that's you know, probably fair. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't. It doesn't take. It doesn't take half the talent to reorder pre-made assets than it does to make all of that shit for the first time. So, I mean, you've got half your work done for you, and with those increased budgets, <laughs> come on. Um, that's no one talks about the increased budget that Stormblood supposedly had anymore, <laughs> do they? No, no, no. There is the one it's comment con- from him, and now whenever it comes up, people are probably like, "No, X X nay on the budget snay." I mean, all of these people that are fucking pissed off at me for hating on FF fourteen, like they're they're generally the same people that fell into that camp that was like Stormblood's gonna be amazing because it's got more money behind it and it's just like where the fuck is that money bro show me the money Lloyd's even pointing out that technically most of FF14's assets aren't even FF14's assets they're just 11 reskin Fucking A if you're not exactly goddamn Ouch. right. Hey, why did it take him to even point that out to us? There's a lot of 13 assets as well. Credit where credit is due. There are. Oh my god. I mean, there's some Where's tw- the 15 assets? There's Nico? some 12 assets in there too. Yeah. So sure there's something. I mean, dude, like Square Enix it really There's a lot of Final Fantasy 6 assets in there too. <laughs> At least, <laughs> at least, though, they had to remake those. Like, right? Like, at least they I had mean, to make no, those from the ground up. No, because Ultros uh, was in Final Fantasy thirteen two. As Ultros op- was? Yes, he was. For- as an uh, DLC boss. And, yeah, blowing your mind, blowing your mind, he was in that. No, no, you're making me angry. <laughs> <laughs> There's a difference. There's what a- the fuck? He was a DLC boss? What the fuck is that shit? Yeah. There's like this, the Coliseum or some bullshit where it's like... Go away, Square it's, Enix. It's literally the tournament arc. <sighs> I'm sorry. That's just very frustrating. Is it the same Is it the same character model? It is. Of course it is. Of course it is. Of course it is. Do you, do you really think we would have gotten Ulthros if he wasn't already a model somewhere? <laughs> 
I mean, he always yeah. seems so random. And eventually, that was obviously the the, the whole character. But still, it kind of makes sense where they're like, what, "What should we put here?" Yoshi P's like, "Get Ultros from the uh, FF13 team." They're like, "You mean that DLC?" Yeah, yeah. Have them send it over on a, on a flash drive, <laughs> I, I, dude. Square Enix is just like like they just throw shit that they've already made at n- new projects and is like, "That'll work." I I don't think it does. Uh, I, I don't know if I said thank you, but Kisrael, thank you for the call. If you want to give us a call here on Limit Break Radio, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. We'd love to hear from you. You know what? This actually kind of makes me feel better about the next leg of Sigma or Delta Scape or Omega or whatever. I don't think we're gonna. I don't think it's gonna be an FF seven. It has path. to be. No, not until the remake comes out, so they can borrow those assets. <laughs> oh, honey. Do you not know about Dissidia? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I was going to... Because, yeah. Is that where, they, is that that's where, they where Kefka, Kefka came from. from. Yeah. If, if you want to know what the next uh, next yeah. boss is in Sigma... He basically looks just like the Dissidia. In Delta Escape Bar, just just look at Dissidia. He has the same fucking animation set, doesn't he? I mean, I... I, I I'm actually not sure. I would assume so, but I can't say for certain. Oh, my head hurts. Oh my god, dude! It is frust. It is so frustrating. <laughs> how how does it feel, Anero, to go from one show where like you you have hope and optimism to going to the next show where you just feel completely destroyed inside? I dude, it's, do you it, wish you were back on drugs? It 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 like honestly, it's tough to do the show uh, some weeks because like we yeah again uh, people people bag on us for being negative about ff14 all the time just quit just quit and it's like dude like people don't understand how much we want this game to be a good game we're not quitters and 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 not just our vision of the game but just overall be successful and a lot of uh, i mean like this again uh, a lot of people who will sit there and tell you that it's successful end up citing these kind of like bogus statistics that come out of square enix where they're like oh there's 10 million players no there's fucking counting free ones too come on oh well uh, you know this server's doing okay well that's anecdotal evidence like uh, my my link shell's doing good and i'm and we're not just saying that like because the limit break radio free company or link shell doesn't have as many people logging in as it used to that that is our only metric for being able to to judge whether or not this game is doing well like we have we like we've lived through the shit guys like we've seen other games in their slow decline and decay towards irrelevance we've seen this happen we've seen this slide happen before and this is the shit that always happens where the game company will say oh we're doing great we're doing great we're doing great all the while when you log in there's less to do there's less people to do it with and everything takes fucking longer remember in some of the near the end days of ff uh, 11 the thing you do is log in and do the see all to see how many people were on your server (laughs) when there were less than a hundred people on your server yeah between all zones dude between yeah everywhere and and that's and that's the thing is that you go into places that should be populated granted you know this is a bit of anecdotal evidence because it's sargantanis but sargantanis has been a traditionally very high pop server high to medium at least yeah and it's empty it's a fucking kugane is basically empty fucking ralger's reach is i mean like there's like Maybe fifty people that the I see. The only in person I ever see fucking is fucking A. That's sad. Nobody wants I to know. see Nika. I what? know. 
I'm the best. Mm. I mean, do you, do, I, I, remember the huge crowds that used to be around Rowena? Yes. Not being able to find NPCs because there's just so many fucking people you have to wade through. Where'd it go? Last last time that happened. That's an MMO. I was trying to get past Raubon. That's an MMO. This this just feels like a one a single player game with online elements. And that bums me out. That bums me out. Because it's just like it's it's an overworld that has no consequence with instance dungeons and that's it. Do you remember what, what the happened? last overworld content we had was? Hunts. That was new? Hunts. 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 That long ago. How many people did hunts in Stormblood? Not I. Uh, th- but um, they've just There's been... actually quite a few people that do them. I've been watching. I've been going to some of them and there's a, a big chunk. But there, it's just it's it's the same recycled shit though. Like you yeah, th- I think I think that was a good start, but the thing is, is that I don't know why they didn't realize like, hey, Hunts was a really popular overworld content. It wasn't exactly what we were expecting when there was like ten thousand million people swimming after one boss. So let's take the overworld content and you know make one that works better. But they never did that. No, nope. clearly people like the overworld content. They like the re- you know the reward from it is good. They just need to make it. You know, they were like, we didn't expect it to go quite this way where it would lag every time you'd enter a zone with a hunt. So make one that's better it's because they test and everything they in a six-person fucking vacuum it's it, it, it's it's amazing when you hear about the development cycle for for ff14 it is fucking stunning how little effort they seem to put in to testing the limits of the shit that they make and that's why everything i think ends up feeling very much the same because you've only got the same pair of eyes testing through that material like i and that that is monotonous to me all the content in ff14 right now is incredibly monotonous to me that's why i'm so hopeful about eureka it's why i want eureka to be a different style of play altogether and it may, it may not. I, I just the elemental wheel. I don't even know anymore. Has to be the start of the system. It's got to expand out, right? It's got to have more than just the elemental wheel and then tough monsters, right? Because if it's just elemental wheel plus tough monsters, how is that going to hold anybody's interest? Well, and and some mobs, you know, like it's 144 people that can be in the zone, right? Like. Oh, yeah, because it's like an instance duty type of thing. Yeah. So it's like, okay, if you have 144 people in, like, like what is, what's, what is the max expectation that they're going to be placing on us for some of these high-level mm. notorious monsters? Is it going to be 70 people participating? 50? No. I have to say probably just how could they? How could they? Alliance. Te- my, my point is, how do they test it? If if they want more than an alliance, how the fuck do they test for that? Use numbers from hunts. Do you just kind of increase it exponentially? Well, remember that's actually one of the things that they that they mentioned with regards to how they do raids. They know the minimum amount. Fun fact: Yoshi talked about Eureka when new did episode nine. It's taken him over three years to figure this shit out. Hash praise juxta. That. Episode nine? 
actually like, like I do nine. remember single digit nine. I do remember the first time that they talked about the Forbidden Land of Eureka. Yeah, was around the release of Crystal Tower. Yes, it was. But what? I feel like it was only because, and I only remember this. I only remember this because I thought initially it was going to go Crystal Tower, and then after Crystal Tower, it was going to be Eureka, Eureka because that's well, how they're both from FF3. Yes. Right? yes. So is maybe the way that he talked about it was just in reference to the fact that since I've done Crystal Tower, I'd like to visit Eureka as well. I think that's what it was. I don't think that any of the this the actual yeah. system had yeah. been laid out, but, right, but the, it still stands that it took him that long to figure it out. I think he was talking like he would thematically want, like he would want to do Eureka but because Eureka was a, a place with magical weapons and armor like it was in Final Fantasy 3 it wouldn't translate well to a 24 man raid I think is what he was talking about it's been a long well, time uh, but to, to, to go back to your question though uh, Nero uh, uh, multiple times you know he's mentioned in regards to the way that they do testing for the raids is they figure out all right how quickly do we want this to be defeated what DPS is required for that and then divide it by the number of people and then you know uh, uh, account for tanks and healers and, and stuff like that I would assume they probably have some system like that set up now whether or not it's going to be accurate or work is a completely other thing but that seems to be how they deal with stuff thus far I mean I just it balancing seems like it's going to take it's good it may take like a patch or two for balancing to work out yeah and I think that that was one of the big blind spots about the first diadem was that they just didn't have the number of people to test the system to find out if it was fucking fun or not. It wasn't, <laughs> by the way. This Spoilers. is what a PTR would help with. This is what a fucking PTR would help with. Don't, I guess, fine. Don't put the dungeons or raids in there because you know what? You're able to tune those just fine. Good practice with that. Clearly, three expansions worth of of developing that shit you've been able to come up and put uh, with with a very good system for putting that into place fine keep that shit the way that it is but diadem and eureka would i i think like if eureka ends up bad and bad for some of the same reasons that Diadem was bad. I'm going to lay this squarely on the fact that they didn't put this into a PTR and let enough players test the fucking material before they put it out. Yeah, if they're beta testing another fucking system on us with fucking Eureka... I don't know that I have the patience for this shit. No uh, Raynar and Lysis, PS3 limitations is a non-factor in this because you wouldn't obviously carry PTR progress over to the live realm. <laughs> Everything get, gets erased and Overwatch has a PTR. But guess what? You can only play it if you're on PC. Yeah. It's for testing, which means that console players don't need to have access to it. There's nothing unfair about that. It's just for testing and then everyone gets it. I don't even know what a PTR would do for testing the content because at that point, the content is basically done if it's on a PTR. Yeah, like, I mean... Your PTRs are mostly for like finding bugs and glitches and stuff. Yeah. If the content itself isn't fun... You're then, fucked either way. You're not going to be able to fix that before the actual patch hits. Unless you're talking like having a PTR come out like in like 2.5 for 3.3 content. Mm. But I mean, given Square Enix's like development cycle, I don't 
think that's really possible. I, I, I mean, th- listen, you have to be able to get it out of that vacuum environment of having, you know, the, the your your internal staff testing it, especially for a system this big, especially for something that could have as many as 144 fucking participants in it. I guarantee you first week of Eureka, we're going to have server problems regardless. Oh, Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. So I wouldn't actually, I don't think I'd take Tuesday off for your Eureka run. I'd maybe take Thursday or Friday off. Man, if I take Tuesday off and I can't play 14, I will call that a win and I'll go play Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> and be like, hey, I tried, bro. All right. I tried. So so the the uh, the 13th when Eureka comes out, you want to do your play? Oh, you already did your placements. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah how'd, you, how'd you do? Uh, I placed at like 1975. Oh, well, that's not too bad. I placed 1951, but it was a different different thing. <laughs> still not gold. You're still in silver, bro. <laughs> See, which means not that bad. Give us a call. Limit Break Radio on Skype. 810-515-8715. LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. We'd love to hear from you, whether it's about Eureka, whether it's about the uh, current executive uh, changes that are going on at uh, Square Enix or what you're just looking forward to about the future of FF14. We'd love to talk to you. Limit Break Radio on Skype. 810-515-8715. LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. Nothing, I was just reminding him. That's all. You, you guys can continue on with your conversation. Do you think there's going to be more to Eureka, to Eureka's battle system than just the elemental wheel? I well, y- yes, yes. Because we know that, that we're creating some type of weapons and armor. Now, whether or not all of that is there right at the beginning, that, that, we, we don't like know. That's shit. I'm, I'm just talking like the actual in-game battling thingy things. Like the mechanics. From from what we've gathered so far, the elemental wheel affects you directly in combat. If you're fighting something that is considered a fire element that does fire attacks, if you don't have water water as your def or whatever, if it's if you're not tuned correctly, that thing is gonna destroy you, right? So so that's what you have to do. You basically have to allocate your points to be able to increase your elemental attack or defense or or however it is that it works out. If that, on its face, is the only gimmick to Eureka, that's... I, 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 why did it take so long to come up with something that simple in, 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 in basic? I'm going to be incredibly frustrated if that is literally all it is, is beforehand being like, alright, do I have my grass Pokemon for this water type? You really think that that's? that's I, I didn't no, say that. It sounds more complicated just, than that. From I'm what just we've asking. Seen so far. I'm just asking. Do you think there's going to be more than just that? Well, I think that that, that our rewards will actually play a more substantial ro- role than just go and kill X amount of things, and then you know every two weeks you get a piece of gear. I I hope if it's just fucking tome style reward system rehashed, I'd be very upset. I mean, um, and is is that I, gear supposed to be like? The lead in with the relic because we haven't really heard much about the actual. You're right. We we haven't either. But it's, I hope that the way that we create and get our weapons and our gear is a mixture of stuff we've done with relics in the past, as well as the way that Palace of the Dead works, or or even new systems. I do not want to see another system recycled for as long as Eureka has taken to develop, and as many hiccups as there have been. 
if I don't see something that that is actually new and original for this game, I think that people should be out of their mind pissed off. Well, I, I think you know what. Okay, let's 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 just talk about Abyssia here for a second, because what I think what was good about Abyssia was that, you know, you had high level mobs that you were fighting for multiple rewards that were incremental rewards, right? Like it got you a step closer to your your relic gear that Mm -hmm. you were taking out and and. The rewards, it wasn't so grind heavy that you were like, fuck, I've got to do 15, uh, you know, like uh, um, 15. Uh, I can't even think of a of an NM that came out of uh, of Abyssia anymore. Shit. I can't I think, think of any of them. Glavoid. Fine. Yes. Glavoid. He was he was like a zone boss, though, so he doesn't really count. Right. Yeah, I guess not. But I mean, like, it, you know, like to to get there were different tiers of rewards, right? Mm-hmm. If you were working on a uh, to get Empyrean to, weapon, yeah. you were collecting a different set of bullshit from these fights than people who were looking to upgrade their gear. Their Empyrean mm-hmm. gear. Their Empyrean gear, right. Mm-hmm. So you had different incentives. Like the people who were working on that Empyrean weapon, which was a very powerful weapon, were grinding at much greater rates and at different capacities than someone who was just trying to get the normal... I would also like to add that you could do all of that content in smaller groups because my girlfriend at the time and her mother had done both their gear and their weapons. It took them considerably longer, way, 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 way longer, but they were able to do it in duos and trios. And then my my link shell that I had with Omoy Kitty, uh, we did it in uh, parties of between eight and 16. And probably did it a lot quicker. A lot quicker. Yeah. And so like... You could scale however you want to do it. If you wanted to do it, like, like you could do it however. Like, yeah, I just said that. Like, <laughs> like you just <laughs> made I, your point. Yeah, yeah it I did scale think. for however you wanted to do it, exactly. and the system sustained that. Yeah, and it made sense, and it was still fun whether you were doing it. You know, whether you, uh, and, and I'm trying to remember Carabos, right? Like whether you were like uh, yeah, doing Carabos, yeah, or whether you were fucking going out for Glavoid with your Link Shell. Mm-hmm. All of it seemed really fun. It was consistently fun, and it all like the rewards made a progression level sense. Mm-hmm. And I hope that on its face that that makes some sort of that that Eureka makes that same sort of sense. And they were able to kind of do it in this way that was subdivided from the rest of Von Adil as well. Mm-hmm. They were able to do yeah. it, that entire event, basically in a bubble. Yeah, and and they made it, quote, fun because you could have ridiculously uh, crazy stats through the use of the, the Atma, right? right. Yeah, the yeah. Atma buffs and stuff. So, yeah. like... In my opinion, like Abyssia was probably the pinnacle of end game Final Fantasy eleven content. It was very clever. I liked it a it lot. It was very clever and it had a the, lot of the those actual forward- end game stuff, but then when it came down to like letting everyone power level from one to seventy five in like a day. Okay. But at the same time, like you kinda had to do that because everybody had to level to to eighty, to ninety, to right. ninety nine. Right. Yeah. Like there's three Calibra camps. How how are three Calibra camps going to sustain the entire Final Fantasy XI player base? That makes sense. I mean, yeah, no, I, there were there were some practical problems with it. Yeah, and 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 that's the thing is that 
a lot of people quit at Abyssia because of the leveling and not because of the actual end game system. The actual event. Yeah. I don't I, I like people cite Abyssia as the reason that they quit FF11. And then when you ask them a little bit more, like, was it the farming in there? Was it the XP? And they go, oh, yeah, the XP, the XP parties were trash. And you go. Yeah, that's probably fair. They weren't very fun, but at the same time, like they, they served, served their purpose. purpose. Yeah. yeah. And once you were at once you were at 99 and actually doing the content that that it was the, the zone for. was designed for. Yeah. It was actually super clever because they're very were, clever. They're able to solve two problems with one event. Yeah. Can Square Enix solve 14's problems to all, all of their problems with one event? They can't solve a single problem with their one end game event. I don't know, man. I, you know, if they apply the same level of ingenuity that that they did to Abyssia, they might they might be able to pull this one out. Who knows? I think they again, to- again, Eleven did it in a vacuum and in a way more restricted way. But then again, restriction does breed creativity. I think they need to hire a lot of new blood in terms of programmers and idea makers. I wouldn't be against that. Let's go back to our phone lines and talk to Ursa of Ferry. What's going on, Ursa? Hi. Um, I called in like a year ago when I finished my anima and I had just started playing the game and uh, I was already bored. And um, (laughs) I just wanted to talk about the lack of content um, and just how fucking boring everything is. Hold Uh, on, hold on. Have you done Savage Raiding? No, I haven't even done the new normal raids because I can't oh my bring gosh. myself to care. How yeah, we, no, I'm with dude, Ursa, I am with you. Ursa, 100%. Th- there is so much I haven't content done that you have done. I haven't done I've done I've 750 mendacity tomes total. I've been like in July, um my savage group kind of fell apart because our bard lost her internet access. And so I started leveling my crafters and I'd fell into a hole and I have a problem now. And instead of, like, doing dungeons and stuff, like, I'll level, like, alt classes with my FC, which, surprisingly, we still have, like, an active player base. Um, I just, like, do, like, decorating commissions for Gil, and that's, like, the only thing that's fun. Oh, jeez. Oh, honey. That's grim. Let me buy you WoW. Let me give you a good game. I ground out, like, 50 million Gil by myself um, so that, a bunch of my friends in my FC could all have houses. So like I bought them houses around <laughs> our um, mansion and the goblet that we got. And I'm like making all of them furniture and stuff. And that's like the only thing that's fun. And like, I was uh, like the, just it's so fucking boring, but there's one thing that I actually wanted to, um, to talk to you guys about. I found this clickbaity ass cracked article. Okay. <laughs> it right. was published on March 3rd. Um, and like, I was like bored cause I'm sick laying in bed. And the first picture that I saw in it was like a picture of like a cat boy from 14. And I was like, what the fuck? Um, and it's like five totally what the fuck real times. The, the video games had things happen in them or it's some bullshit. And they talk <laughs> about, uh, the housing and how like, if there's just a housing crisis in 14 and it's like literally like four paragraphs. But they, Jesus. It, no, I just How found it. Write- it's five totally WTF no, times it, real, no, world, okay. real world problems invaded video games. <laughs> yeah, okay. So there are so many things that you could say about 14 criticizing it, especially about like the housing market and stuff. But everything in this article is like not even what 
happened or is happening or like accurate at all. Like just <laughs> it says fucking, gentrification you, nearly ruined yeah, Final Fantasy's housing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so what? Wait, okay, wait one second. One second. You guys have basically made like a career out of bullshitting. Being, like, just, yeah, about like pointing out the things in this game that are bullshit. Yeah. And this fucking person who published this article can't even do that for four paragraphs without straight up making shit up. So like housing and crafting <laughs> are are one of the only things that I fucking care about in this game that are fun to me anymore. And like <laughs> this fucking Jesus Christ. So they talk about um the two players who own Goblet Ward 12 and Mattias. And when I first found out about that, I was like enraged that two people had that many houses. But then I saw the open letter that um, Ultima, Seraph Ultima, one of the people they put on Tumblr that was like defending themselves from all of the people that were talking shit about them. And like that made sense. They also waited like a year after housing had been made available to start buying all those houses mm-hmm. and they put in the fucking work. So, so like, that's good fair. for them. No one wanted those houses. Like they did, they ground out the gill, like using dungeons because there was no player market. This article just shits on them. Like says that all of the players who want houses that they owned are like lazy millennials. Uh, Oh my God. The the article says uh, the homeless players argued that access to virtual housing should be equal as they all paid the same real life fee to play. They demanded that more houses be made available or that maybe a limit should be placed on the number of houses a single player could own, which access was equal. These people bought those houses over the course of like two fucking years. You just didn't want to leave Balmung long enough. (laughs) Jesus Christ. And then she's not wrong. Further down the article, uh, it says the game's developer, Square Enix, soon responded to the controversy by adding 720 more homes, which were all immediately purchased. But which that that's not what happened at all. The 720 homes was Shiragane. That wasn't in response to two people on Mattias buying a bunch of houses that had been scheduled just with the expansion. They had pushed that off for a little bit, too. Like, it got delayed. It's, the Shiragane housing got delayed. Yeah. It wasn't even like, oh, these two people bought all of these houses. Let's put in these houses specifically because of that, which is what the article makes it seem like. It's just, pff, Jesus Christ. Yeah, like, there no, are so they many... They responded to the controversy by adding 720 more houses. That's, they didn't respond to anything. <laughs> Square Enix doesn't give a shit. Like... By, by the when, way, nor, nor should anyone, by the way, there I are mean, okay, they give another of a shit that they did finally not. limit how many uh, probably yeah. just because they were things. tired actually, of it fucking happening okay. and dealing with it. So there are other people that you can bring up. This this article is published published a couple days ago. If yeah, you thanks for talk ruining people, our show topic for next week, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tweeted this uh, to you guys like last night, like, hey, if you need shit to talk about, here's this <laughs> dumbass article. We do appreciate so, the thought. Thank you. Yeah, so kind of like, you. if you want to talk about people being assholes and buying up a bunch of houses, talk about fucking Entropy. Yeah. The FC. Talk about Ward. I play on Fairy. Not, uh, not, my, not just, I mean, not just because Entropy did it, but because they went to Twitter to brag about it. Yeah. So I, I play on Fairy and I logged in literally right when servers came up uh my my boyfriend and i own our own like we run our fc and uh we forgot to take the outside furnishings out of the uh storage in our medium house in the mist so we didn't get um the mansion we wanted but we we got one in the goblet and then um i reload i bought him a medium next to the house and then um like i our fc um owns half the houses in ward 17 in the goblet but that's (gasps) all houses that individual players own they're all decorating themselves oh, okay. i just 
it's just we all wanted to have houses near sure. each other. Yeah. So like I bought everyone houses because this is probably the last chance that they're going to get because Square Enix created another problem in not in making it impossible to sell houses because now there's no reason for anyone to give up a house. So like once these fill up, that's it. But Ward 16 in the mist is owned entirely by one FC. And if you look at like the um, the card, like the directory, it's just all like dummy FCs with like the same yep. name with like, one There's letter one of those change. on uh, our if you server go into too. The ward, if you go into the ward, every house is empty. Every yard is empty. <gasps> and they all have the Shiragane castle walls. And it looks so creepy. Like to look oh, at. Oh God. Oh, see like, ours at least. That's kind of cool. Stuff. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just fucking empty. Like, if you want to talk shit about people buying all of the houses in a ward, fucking talk shit about Entropy or about the whatever FC that wanted to buy all the houses and leave them empty. Not about two people who worked their asses off for two. It's just like, do your, do any research. <laughs> like, like, I get it. Like, it's a clickbait article from fucking Cracked. But yeah, like, yeah. It's, I, I, I wouldn't. Wouldn't exactly say that the uh, expectation is uh, super high over at Cracked. It's just, also the they, there's a name listed for um the second player that owns like the other half of the goblet ward on Mattias. Uh, I don't know how they f- found that person's name because um so far I, ha- I haven't known their name yet and I've been like trying to keep up on it. Hmm. But like most of the people that uh have been like oh yeah this is a neat article are like. The people that transferred from Balmung when it was closed and then wanted to get a house on Mattias. That just but assumes surprise, they were assholes. You can't, yeah, you can't just, like, refuse to leave the most overcrowded server and then when you finally, like, when it's finally, like, will you please just fucking go anywhere? It Like, just fucking go somewhere. We'll even give you, like, all of the skill and extra experience. And then finally they're like, all right, I guess I'll go, but only if you also hand me a house. And then, like, one ward... The, the one ward, you can't get a house there. You have to fucking Bitch, be angry complain. about that. Like, oh my god. Well, thank you for the call, Ursa. We appreciate hearing from you and all about the uh, drama that's going on with uh, with housing. And uh, yeah, cracked. Get your shit together. Appreciate the call. Uh, if you want to give uh, Limit Break Radio a call, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715. Limit Break Radio dot com slash discord to call in over discord and uh we we have uh run a little bit over time but we've got one more call here uh that i think we're gonna take alto ryuki of uh hyperion thanks for giving us a call alto hey how's it going guys good thanks for calling us yeah i just want to talk about the eureka crap um yeah, like, I feel like what they're going to be doing with that is they're going to try mixing, like, what they did with Abyssia and Ditem together. Like, when Ditem first came out, where it was just a bunch of everybody bum-rush a fucking ton of mobs, hope you get a treasure chest, and take it back to the thing to get whatever stats and shit on it. Because from what I remember uh, Yoshi P saying was that we're supposed to be getting item drops from this shit. Right. Yeah, and then... On top of that, he said something about you're not going to be able to use mounts while in there. So that's oh, another I think, thing. I think that has more to do with the way that they want us to move inside of the zone. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, which I, yeah, because, I, I don't know that okay. that necessarily says anything about uh, content or, or combat. But I do think I do think that you have a good point that it is probably going to feel at least initially a little bit like Diadem and Abyssia mashed together because out of the elements that we've seen 
shown off that that seems to be a pretty good comparison mm-hmm. um i, I as uh, scary as that is yeah and and I, I mean i do have concerns about that don't get me wrong but at the same time i think that if they strike that balance correctly mm-hmm. that they might be able to do it you know like obviously you can't have a claim system because ff14 doesn't really support the the concept of a claim yeah. system yeah um and so item drops are I think going to be much like Atma drops fate. You know, the, the, the uh, notorious monsters are probably going to in function be more like fates than anything. But, but there's, there's, there's a couple of very essential things that define a fate, which is having it marked on the map, knowing what's there when you get there, and having fates pop pretty much at static locations. Those are the things that they can alter with... with I, I think uh, it'd be awesome to make it so much more RNG. Yeah, w- uh, with with Eureka. Now, I mean, you know, y- y- if, if you don't mark it on the map, that's, a first, that's the first thing that makes a fate unlike a fate. Right. Yeah. I don't know where you're going. They may make it like a hunt where the hunt's participation is kind of like a fate, but they don't mark it on the map. You just hope you find it. That's probably what they want to do with that in the sense that they have the looking for party system in there, too. So that they're probably going to be like, hey, this boss is up. Everybody turn on your look for party. And if you can get to where the mob is, which is where that uh, movement thing comes into play, where you have to dodge a bunch of mobs like, say, Dynamis and shit. Yeah. Is going to make people get fucking good, because I think that was what made Dynam worse because it didn't have no sense of urgency or like sense of like danger. Yeah. As soon as you got flying, it was done. Yeah, But I hope that it's not to a point where like there becomes, you know, like pool griefing, like, oh, we're going to sit around and wait till people get here. Like there should be some kind of like red like it should be if you are hunting in the right spot at the right time you get the most drops or like the longer the mob is sitting up and not attacked then it gives you less drops like i feel like it needs to be more competitive it needs to be more rare like we shouldn't sit around for 20 minutes while everyone in the zone gathers at the spot and then you pull but that to me is bullshit like this needs to be more it needs to feel like there's more at stake it needs to feel like there's a reason for us to hunt rather than everyone sit in one spot. Well, five people and, hunt and, and we all go to their spot. Here's, right, here's settle what, down there, son, Gohan. Here's, here's, <laughs> here's one way. Here's one way to do that. You create spawn conditions, whether it's an item that you have to trade or whether it's, you know, work that you have to put in before you're able to pop another mob. You know, they did have the beginnings of that within Diadem, where certain mobs wouldn't spawn until you had killed other ones or you would have to rank up your, you know, what kind of was like Diadem lights or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, like they do have an idea at, at like in that direction now if they can refine it to a very you know specific point where it starts to congeal and become fun i think that's where it they've they've come up short previously yeah or they could do something along the lines that because they said that the normal mobs are supposed to drop these items that are going to be used for your relic gear they also drop the force spawn condition items or they'll have nms that drop these items that have a chance of giving you a force spawn condition for a higher level nm because they say they wanted to make it in tiers yes in the sense that when you get to later tiers you're going to need specific nms for your specific gear 
Yeah. I, 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 and that to me brings back Diadem. Or, I'm sorry, it brings back uh, Abyssia. Like, that to me says Abyssia right there. But yeah. I don't know. I, I it, it remains to be seen. And uh, really, we've we've only got just a little bit more than a week until we're going to be able to check it out. So uh, I'm pretty excited yep. here. Elto, thanks for the call. We appreciate hearing from you. Thank you. It's good to be on the show. And thanks for the video, by the way, Nika. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I was I like, which video? I, remember. I don't know what that. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Nika. Nika. No, I, was I posted in the chat. Damn it. I was going to say, Gosh. is there are there Patreon bonuses that, that <laughs> we don't we know about? That we didn't know about. Yeah. You were referring to the, the video I posted in the chat, right? <laughs> oh, he's gone now. Oh, he's gone. The Yoko Taro one is the one I'm assuming he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go with that. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, I'm I'm I am excited for Eureka. Uh, I, I like now that we're only nine days out. Like I think I think I'm getting even more excited. Really? Yeah. You didn't sound excited on this episode. No. No, you were very downfallen and crest crestfallen. No, I don't yeah. think I was that. You're pretty pretty down. I don't think I was that. No. Pretty hard. Pretty critical. No, I'm just saying. Like I I. While I'm optimistic and while I'm excited to check it out, I'm not I'm not like definitely this is going to be awesome. You know what I mean? Like I'm still they Square Enix has hurt me too much in the past (laughs) for me to be that naive. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, like look at the record S. He never gives more than what they can explain in one developer's post elemental wheel. Is it don't get your hopes up. I, hashtag no man's sky syndrome hash dollar slash word hash dollar slash word okay um here's the thing though it, i mean it does bring up a good point does uh, by the way 26 dollars that was a weird increment of money just, i like that increment it's very odd just always it's a good one. 26 26 26 it's a little it's, more it's, it's more, it's more than 25 20. 25 would have been an even number and i would have understood that 25 is actually well, 25 odd. is odd, no 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 yeah. I, fuck yeah. off <laughs> You know what I mean. <laughs> if they had donated 27, I would have been like, oh, that's, oh yeah, that's even. That, no, that's my lucky number. And I would have been How like, that makes sense. That? That's your lucky number. 27 is my lucky number. Oh, they know that. They know that now. Yeah. That makes sense. It's the only well, tattoo. 18 is mine, so donate 18, guys. It's the only tattoo that I have. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Who's 27? Do you I don't. Five <laughs> is my lucky number. Yeah? Yeah, because. Why? It's born on May 15th. Oh, 85, okay. I guess. May 1585. Yeah. 5-15-85. I'm pretty sure I've I've mentioned on a show somewhere why my lucky number was 27. I'm pretty sure. Is that how many something something derogatory? No. <laughs> that you've so many dicks you've sucked? Wow. There we go. That what? How did it take you that long? <laughs> what? And <Yeah>. two attempts <laughs> to come up with that. <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> Swear to God, <laughs> no. Twenty-seven was the number that I I I, I think I, I created myself as a player in NHL '94 for the Sega Genesis, and that was the number that they had assigned me, that the that, computer had assigned me. And that's been your number ever since. Yeah, that was my lucky number. Wow. That's yeah, I know. Really, it's not a good story. Underwhelming. Yeah, it is. It's cute though because it was like little baby you and stuck with you your whole life. Nika, stop. 
Yeah, you could say. Sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, but yeah, no, I, I, again, it's cautious optimism for Eureka, right? Like, I don't think that, I don't think that anyone's going into this going like, yeah, this is going to be fucking amazing. It could be. I'm ready for it to be good if it's good. I'll be the first to admit that it's good if it is good. So will I. I'm but a- I'm not, I'm not going to give it an easy pass. Mm-mm. No way. No fucking way. All right. I think that's going to do it here for uh, Limit Break Radio today. Thanks, guys, for uh, for joining us. Join us next time for episode 150. Hopefully, we'll have some uh, Eureka pre-patch notes for us to read. That'd be exciting. It would be exciting. But I, would it, though? Don't hold your breath. I hope so. I mean, if, if we got pre-patch notes, we might be able to kind of figure out what's going on in this event more meaningfully. Yeah. It's still kind of a mystery. I do hope. Here's the one thing. I do hope parts of this remain mysterious. Mysteri- yes. Until so we, have, we get our hands until on Until we get it, and then we have to start doing testing and yes. figure stuff out. Don't tell us everything, Square Enix. That doesn't make any sense, I know, but don't tell us everything about this event. Let your players just discover it. Yes, just give us enough to get us going. Yeah. You know? Like, how long did it take people to figure out that in Abyssia, you could XP on mobs? It took like a... At least like a couple days. At least a few days. Yeah. They didn't automatically go say, hey, this is the new way to get XP. This is how you can XP. XP parties still happened in the early days of Abyssia. But they didn't know how to like really pump it up with those lights, right. pearlescent lights. Exactly. And ruby lights. Yeah. No, the lights actually took a while. They, that took a few Azure. weeks. Yeah, yeah. It took a few weeks to figure out. Let us discover. Let us test that. Seriously. Don't give it to us for free. You stupid idiots. <laughs> That I mean, especially in an walls. MMO, especially in an MMO, I think you got to tread that that yeah that you know that balance line. Li- that line lightly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, that's going to do it here for Limit Break Radio. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, join us next time for episode 150. I don't think it's going to be anything special. Are we ever anything special? Really. Special Ed. <laughs> Get it? Yeah, I do. Anyway, guys, thanks for joining us. LimitBreakRadio.com. If you're listening live, you can get the podcast over at LimitBreakRadio.com. If you're listening on the podcast, join us every Sunday. Twitch.tv slash LimitBreakRadio. I want to thank my crew, Kala Landis, Nika Kayanian, and Juxtaposition. I'm an hero. Keep listening. Break Radio is a production of LimitBreakRadio.com and Bender Media Productions. This episode was produced by Kyle Landis, Juxtaposition, and Kooky Persona. Final Fantasy XIV and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. Funding for Limit Break Radio is provided by Miri Kennett, Nexian Theta, Hirschfirsch, and fellow Limit Break Radio listeners. To support Limit Break Radio, visit Patreon.com slash Limit Break Radio. Opening music in this episode from Daniel Lambie. Listen to Man with the Machine Gun and other great tracks at Facebook.com slash Daniel Lambie Metal Gamer. Closing music in this episode provided by Husky by the Geek. Listen to this and other great Final Fantasy XIV and video game rock covers and original music at Facebook.com slash Husky by the Geek. In-game graphics for Limit Break Radio's Twitch stream are provided by Diamond Multimedia. Check out their line of AMD graphics cards and other hardware at DiamondMM.com. Limit Break Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content. <laughs> <laughs>